It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. We welcome you to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. All across the Fast Break Sports Network, Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. Ready to bring you a show unlike any of the 101 before it in the history of this program. Yeah. Uh, an unprecedented time in the sports landscape in the country. Talk about World War One. A lot of things were played through then. World War Two. some things weren't played. Many other athletic events still went on. This has shut down sports in the United States and, quite frankly, abroad. I mean, it's pretty well... Shut down sports all across the world. Of course, we're talking about the coronavirus. And it has uh, definitely had its effect on West Virginia. I think everyone's pretty well aware of what we're talking about with that right now. School's out for the foreseeable future. Girls' high school basketball tournament was three-fourths of the way through the opening round of play when it was suspended. Again, not canceled yet, but suspended. But it doesn't look good. We'll talk with Bernie Dolan about that in just a couple moments. Boys basketball AA regionals never got started. And the, uh, the Class A and AAA regionals were played. Teams were seeded for the state tournament. Some teams made the state tournament for the first time in school history. And it doesn't look like at this point they're going to get to step on the court at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Again, a show unlike any other that we've ever done. So bear with us tonight because this is, uh, this is different. This is different for everyone. It's something that we're all kind of uh, filling our way out. Again, unprecedented. Unprecedented. And this is the seventh year for this program. I was talking with uh, Marcus Constantino a little bit earlier today about uh, you know, just what this is like. It's unlike anything else. But I remember back in January of our first year, which was about episode five, during the show is when we learned about the water crisis in the Kanawha Valley that shut everything down there for three weeks. And this is, you know, that times a 1,000 right now or more. So throughout the night, we're going to talk basketball because that's what we know. It's, a, it's definitely a, a different kind of circumstance, but we're going to celebrate the sport, even though at this point it doesn't appear it's going to be seen all the way through this season. But again... The key word here is suspended, not canceled. So there's still hope. It's not not good, but there's still hope that maybe some way, somehow, we find a way to, to get this season completed um, on the court. But again, throughout the course of the night, we're going to talk about some of the superlative efforts that we did see in Charleston earlier this week in the girls' state tournament. We'll talk about the boys' teams that qualified and some that didn't. We'll talk to some coaches, players, some seniors who don't get the chance necessarily at this point again to walk off the floor knowing that they played their final game. They played their last game and didn't know it, perhaps. We've got a lot of people to talk to tonight. It's going to be an interesting show, and we definitely hope you stay with us here with you until midnight. Again, Ryan Epping alongside Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. um, Joe, we'll start with you. you you, You've been involved in this. You know what's going on here. 
Unprecedented is the only word I can think of. It, it's, it was kind of surprising because we had talked to the SSAC on uh, Wednesday morning, and they just, you know, give us the thumbs up, green light. We're going to get through this. And then I'm sitting at my office desk, you know, kind of watching the box scores and was kind of watching Twitter, and, you know, things start happening really quick. And then it, it, I guess the reality of it hit when they canceled the boys' double-A because I had – uh, I was going to do the Polka Logan game that night and had been, you know, was all hyped up about doing the game, and it was just like you ran into a brick wall. That's the way, that's the way it felt. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's really no other way to put it. The other word I, I call it is surreal yeah. because mm-hmm. it's almost like you're on the outside looking in at everything that you've come to know and love for, <laughs> you, know, the, the, you know, for your lifetime changing. And Bill Cornwell, this is, uh, like I said, this is something that yeah. no one could possibly be totally prepared for surreal is a good way i've used that term myself ryan and and it kind of shows those of us that are involved in sports or sports journalism how big this thing is to our lives because we plan our lives around this i mean uh i mean there's and plus folks who rooted for the teams in the girls tournament or next week the boys tournament they plan their lives around this they plan their trips they've got their hotel rooms things like that all gone, all done, and the new reality is, you know, just that there's a big hole there for those of us who are into sports and love sports and kind of plan our lives, plan our weekends around watching certain sports or certain teams, and it's just like it's not there right now. It, it's really weird. <laughs> and, and Coach Marone, you you were there at the Civic Center, well, the Coliseum Convention Center. I don't think anybody cares what we call it right now, but. Um, <laughs> And, and we'll, we'll talk more about this in a moment. But you were there when the announcement was made. What, what was what was it like? <laughs> well, I will tell you what, uh, Marcus was there as well, and we'll hear from him in just a little bit. Uh, uh, still kind of shaking my head, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, Joe had uh, been up Wednesday, and we'd kind of uh, communicated a little bit, and I told him I'm ready to roll tomorrow and get settled in there, and then you get into that third game of the first session. And I was talking uh, to a couple of the guys before the show tonight, completely blind. I mean, I, I had no clue. that To me, there was no vibe of anything going on there, uh, just enjoying good basketball. And, uh, and it was just like you said, it was surreal. It's kind of shocking because you can't believe what you're hearing. Uh, we became aware of it probably midway through that third game, uh, Parksburg Catholic and Tucker County. And then they actually made an announcement over the speaker. And uh, Coach uh, Vierheller from uh, Park Catholic uh, uh, watched his post-game interview, and uh, uh, they asked him the question. And if, if you get a chance, or folks, or when we get to talk to him, uh, you know, you're in that huddle. Now, they were well ahead, so they had the game in hand. But he's got a couple of kids on that team that were playing their last game, one in particular, uh, uh, Madeline Huffman. But uh, – he was talking about what was going through his mind, and that, to me, was what was most impactful. Uh, having been a coach there in the state tournament, I cannot imagine how you kind of pull them back together and get through that last quarter. So I guess uh, initially shock, uh, and then I kind of looked and thought about how they're handling it. And uh, uh, it was it was new territory. I mean, it definitely was something different. And we have that. Speaking of that announcement, we have video of it as it took place at the Charleston Coliseum Thursday afternoon.
and the regional boys double A games are postponed. It's just really a, a, an atmosphere there at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center of. <laughs> And what did we just hear? And, I mean, and watching the, the, yeah, watching the video, you can just see that there's just people with stunned looks on their faces. Right. And, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right, and, and something to keep aware of. Yes, we're in an age where we a lot of people have smartphones. You have this technology that, that you know at the base of your fingertips. And the governor made the announcement during halftime of that game in a press conference. But there are parts of that building you don't get cell phone service in, mm-hmm. and you can't follow along. I, I, I don't think people necessarily understand that in this day and age, but it's true. So you just can't get down. There are through. dead spots. There are. So yes. there are people who were completely unaware of that. Somebody who is, I don't, I don't envy this man. Let's <laughs> put know. it that way. Uh, the executive director of the WVSSAC, Bernie Dolan, joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And first off, Mr. Dolan, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, certainly. Appreciate it. Uh, glad to have the opportunity and uh, appreciate what you guys do each and every week. I oh, appreciate that from you as well. And uh, I, I guess what we can start with is this has been a situation that for 48 hours now has been changing almost nonstop, at least at the, uh, you know, uh, throughout the country. And, and tell me a little bit about when you found out that the state girls tournament was going to be suspended because that was that it seemed like it happened kind of quickly uh yesterday afternoon well i mean as you know everything with this coronavirus has been going uh at light speed um you know we had checked in every day say hey are we okay to play do we have any issues and monday no, you're good this week. Keep going. Tuesday, you're fine. Wednesday, you're fine. But you could see things were starting to uh, happen around us. Uh, still no cases in West Virginia, but Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Maryland, uh, you know, and, and they're all starting to. And then the NBA shut down and the NCAA. And things just started going um, I don't know, bad to worse. And, you know, you just, you know, weren't sure. And then I got a call probably uh, probably around 12 o'clock or so. And uh, at that point I was, uh, you know, requested to come to the governor's uh, office uh, for a quick meeting. And uh, it may have been a little bit later than that because uh, well, I think uh, when we got into that meeting, it was a... Um, one thirty meeting, and by the time we walked out, you know, uh, the governor had announced that uh, we were uh, stopping the game, uh, uh, the the tournament at that point. And, uh, you know, uh, there's just a lot of things. Some were happening in West Virginia, but most of them were outside, but awful close. And I think, uh, you know, it just got to the point where it probably wasn't safe to just continue playing. Um, at the speed this was going, we weren't going to play for another four more hours, three more hours, and then again throughout until about 10.30. So uh, in the lifespan of this uh, um, emergency, six, seven, eight hours, 
is like a year. I mean, it's just rolling by very quickly. And so uh, at that point, we were like, let's let's just stop it at the end of the session and, and see where we are. I mean, there was no chance that we were going to be allowed or it was safe to even continue at that point just because of what was happening all around us and, you know, just continued more cases popping up and, you know, it was just going to be a matter of time. And we certainly did not want to add to uh, the issues uh, by having people in close quarters uh, at the game. So, and so that's where we were. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure the governor wanted to play. You know, he obviously was a favorite uh, in the evening session. Uh, but, uh, you know, certainly with the time frame that we had, uh, it was, um, you know, more prudent to just go ahead and, and stop it at that point. And also, and we talk about how fast things have changed with this. You gave a news conference, a press conference, after the conclusion of that game yesterday. And quite frankly, a lot has changed since then. At that point, you were allowing them to practice, uh, you know, until we found something out. Um, the teams were at that point allowed. Now, basically, everything's been suspended. School shut down starting Monday. Uh, a lo- again, more has changed just in the span of the last 32 hours. You, well, if you remember in the interview, I said, mm-hmm. as of this moment, you can, <laughs> you can practice because it's small groups, and that's everything I'd heard up to that point. Yep. And then from that point on, you know, I said it could all change by tomorrow. Well, I didn't really mean that. But, uh, <laughs> it changed uh, drastically. I mean, uh, by nine o'clock in the morning, we were not we were shutting down all extracurricular activities until uh, April tenth, uh, and it was like, oh, okay. And then you know, but we're not closing schools and things like that. And then by eleven o'clock, we were closing schools indefinitely and. You know, and so it really, you know, puts the the tournament. I was hoping that, you know, to look at the lifespan of this, and if there was a window where it was not going to continue to increase, that if it was dropping off, and they thought it was safe to to try to get the tournaments in, even with limited participation, we thought we might. Um, but you know, I'm not as uh, confident today as I was yesterday. Um, you know, you, you look at April 10th and, you know, uh, by rule, they've missed more than 14 days. And, and so now by another rule, they got to practice 14 days. Now, obviously, our board has the, the right to waive a rule, but they've never waived that one because it's a it's a safety rule. And uh, so, you know, if you follow everything without making any changes, you're looking at uh Last week of uh, April, first week of May for the state tournament, and then uh, follow up with, uh, you know, we're in the heat of uh, track and tennis, either regionals or tournament, and then shortly behind that would be the uh, softball and baseball tournaments. So um, it certainly would compress our spring season. Um, so, uh, since it moves so fast, you know, I'm not willing to make any decisions like today. Uh, 
uh, I think the weekend will be good for us to uh, just allow things to kind of see where we're going to end up and see if there's any logical way to conclude this season and have a spring season. And I know some people around us has have wiped it out. Some colleges have wiped out the spring. Uh, others have just postponed. So uh, we're just going to have to play it by ear and, and watch and stay in touch with uh, you know the chief uh, health director at, for the state of West Virginia and you know uh, the governor's office as well as the um, superintendent of schools. I know when you and I talked at the tournament Wednesday morning, you gave us the, the thumbs up, the green light, you know, and then, like Ryan said, you know, within a little over 24 hours, things totally changed. But it sounds like to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are going to make every effort to try to get this tournament finished up. If, if there's any way possible or there's a window in there that you can get it in, is that a, a correct statement? Well, within, yeah, within the, the uh, guidelines of, uh, kids being back in school and playing and practicing and making sure it's stay safe. Uh, you know, as I said in the interview, we're we're all coaches. We know how hard people work to get here, and you know we want them to have that opportunity. Uh, you know, if you're in the NCAA, they didn't get it. You know, uh, they have bigger problems, and uh, you know, and so they didn't. They weren't able to. I'm keeping the window open. I don't know if it's possible, but uh, we'll probably have to make a decision early in the week uh, to see whether how how this is progressing here in West Virginia and whether it even looks like there's an opportunity. So I didn't want to close the door, but I'm not overly optimistic. Bernie Dolan, the executive director of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission. I think uh, to sum it all up, you and basically everyone else, we're on a holding pattern right now. We're just waiting to see what happens next. Yes, yeah. That's, and that's it's me. happening fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and light speed. And, uh, you know, again, we want everybody to be safe, not only the players, but also the fans and everybody. I mean, this this is a pretty serious thing. And, you know, the, the uh, President of the United States just declared it a national uh, emergency and so um, you know we have to take it as serious as it really is and and sometimes that means adjustments and you know we'll do the best we can. Bernie Dolan, Executive Director of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Okay, thank you. Alright, we're going to stop aside thank and take you. a break and when we come back we're going to kind of wrap around that interview. We'll talk with Coach Marone some more. We'll also talk with Marcus Constantino who was in the arena Yesterday afternoon when that announcement was made, we'll talk with Marty Verheller, the head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Girls. His team was on the floor when that announcement was made. We'll also talk with Zach Green, head coach of the Logan Boys basketball team, who's still holding on to hope to get to play in the AA Regional. All that and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues after break number one here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It is the Friday the 13th edition. Thanks for joining us. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup at Hoops underscore Roundup. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, The Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. We'll tell you all about those coming up soon. You can go to basketballnight.com and you can find all the radio stations on our affiliates page. Of course, you can watch us on YouTube, Facebook Live, and we're on Periscope. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It is the Friday, the 13th edition. High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Friday the 13th edition. And now back to your hosts. The man who never lets a black cat survive crossing his path. Bill Cornwell. Along with Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. And we welcome you back to Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Really is a Friday the 13th. Yeah. Feels like we've had three of them in a row now. <laughs> yeah. This really kind of all started uh, about this time two days ago when uh, you know some of the conferences were starting to announce that their conference tournaments would be played without fans starting yesterday. Or a limited number of fans. Right, yes. And we're talking like 120 or so. Right. And then it's just this whole thing. Snowball. Snowball, absolutely. It's just been, it's just been a crazy time. And you know, if the season ends today, if it ended yesterday, which it very well may have, Parkersburg Catholic won the last game played in the girls' state tournament that was that was played. That was yesterday afternoon. They defeated Tucker County 85 to 47. Parkersburg Catholic is 26 and 0 on the season. The number two seed in Class A, Marty Verheller, is the head coach of the Crusaderettes. He joins us now on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And, Coach, I don't think there's anything in the world that could have prepared you for that announcement yesterday. You are exactly right. Um, I've never been through anything like this, nor have any of us. So um, we we kind of, I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, a lot more, but like we heard the announcement during the game, um, I went from coaching mode to um, crisis management mode. It was it was craziness. 
It was definitely uh, something something different. And then change. I mean, you mentioned going from coaching mode into kind of crisis mode. So you now, you know, I know that you're in the game. You've got a comfortable lead. You know that the, that the term is suspended, and you have to kind of probably have in your mind that this might very well be it no matter what. Does that change the way, you know, you, you play like Madeline Hoffman, your only senior? Does that kind of change the way you treat her in this type of game? Yes, exactly, yes. Um, actually, uh, this is a, a really bizarre story. Um, we went into halftime, and we played a, played our best basketball yesterday. Um, it, it was a fantastic game against a really strong and well-coached uh, soccer team. We went in halftime and came out of the locker room, and I found out later my son, Ben, knew about the suspension of the tournament before I did, and he kept it from me because he knows me so well and knew, you know, I don't want to tell Dad about this. Uh, his classmates called him over um, during that halftime break and said, hey, did you hear this? And he keep it from me because I was in, you know, coach mode. And then um, when, uh, when we found out about it, uh, in the hospital, I just said, uh, we, we Frank Blake, the uh, uh, voice of the uh, Civic Center, announced it. And I said, girls, we're going to take advantage of every moment we have left together. And I had a feeling right then that was it. And I was not going to let Madeline Huffman come off the floor. And I'm sure that didn't go over very well with some other people, but I, I think she deserved it. And finished, deserved to finish the year with her sister Leslie, but um, that's uh, that's something that for sure w- it would have made a difference if I had known ahead of time, but I didn't, so I just did the best I could. Yeah, and I think once everybody kind of takes a, a minute pause, and they'll kind of realize that. You know, put put themselves in your shoes there for a moment. That that wasn't something that was easy to handle either. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot going on beyond it. You're not allowed to hold practice right now. The school's closed starting Monday. Um, I, I guess let's just talk a little bit about basketball. Let's talk a little bit about that game. You played very okay. well. Your team shoots 56% from the floor. Uh, Aaliyah Brawny scores 30 points in the game. Leslie Huffman, 23. Madeline Huffman, 15. And if that's it, that's a that's a heck of a way to go out. Uh, absolutely. And the 15, I think she had nine points, but the 15 was the 15 assists, which mm-hmm. is the state, uh, state tournament record for a Class A, um, for Class a schools. And she beat the record of a, a pretty darn good player in Michael Johnson from Huntington <laughs> St. Joe's. You've got to... On that note, if you're a Madeline Huffman, that's a great way to do it. And you're exactly right. I mean, I, I guys, honestly, I thought we played our best game against Tucker. Um, and I was just crushed for the kids. And, and Madeline was distraught. Um, in the van on the way back to the hotel, I looked back, and I saw Leslie Huffman sitting right behind me, and she was texting somebody, and I just saw tears rolling down her face, and it was not—it was not in a in a, a manner of "Hey, woe is me." It was uh, my my work career, but my my time with playing with my sister is over, just instantly, and I felt so bad for her. But here's the thing: um, honestly, looking at it from 
from uh, a purely objective standpoint, I was so happy that our girls got to finish the year on the Civic Center floor. I mean, I, I look at Pocahontas. Look at that team. Pocahontas was seated number four. They they won, I think, a school record 19 games. They had six or seven seniors on the team, and they deserved to play down there, and they didn't get to step on the floor. So as bad as this seems, it was really good for us in comparison. Hey, Coach. Coach Marone here. Congratulations on a – a great year. I know it didn't end the way you wanted, but as you mentioned, uh, you know, been able to, to play that last game at Civic Center to win that last game. Uh, but I tell you what, I agree with you. I mean, I think your team, when you see the way that they were really executing and playing, uh, you know, as a coach, there's times you see a team kind of take it to another level. And I flash back to last year in that state final, and then I fast forward, and I just, I tell you what, very impressed with everything you guys do there. You run a great program, but as a coach, you know, to have a team that's really just really rolling uh, and then abruptly coming to a stop, I can only imagine what goes through your mind with that because there's only so many times you get to that point where a team's really at that level. Well, uh, Coach, I appreciate that, and uh, you do such a great job at all, and and, uh, I appreciate uh, your comments very much. Um, you're right. Uh, we're we're all. I don't mean you. I mean me. I'm, I'm an old guy. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I am too. <laughs> okay, so we're both old guys. Um, but uh, we're we're old enough or experienced enough. Let's use that word. Oh, I'm with you. Let's do experienced. <laughs> okay, we're enough. Uh, a great thing when it comes around and. Um, we we told our kids, you know, you appreciate this moment when it comes. Um, you you try to soak it in and um, cherish it because it doesn't happen all the time. I mean, how how rare is it to, to just get to the state tournament, let alone to get down there and win? Um, so we we tried to uh, approach things in that regard. And like I said, when um, when we knew that uh, the it, it seemed as though there was not going to be a, another game down there. We just cherished it that much more. So uh, it was a weird, uh, a very bizarre moment for us. Um, but like I said, at least we got down there and, and we won our last game. And, you know, we, we still have that thought, you know, what if, what if. But, you know, our kids are 26 and up. You, do the math. You can't take that away from us. All right. And can't get away from Madeline or, or her teammates. And coach Verheller, Marty Verheller, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes. As you mentioned, a perfect 26-0. and 0. Congratulations on that, Coach. And, you know, like we said, if you get to play some more, best wishes, obviously. And if you don't, heck of a way to end it. Well, we appreciate it. And, and you guys are, are awesome. Your show, uh, Basketball Friday Night, uh, you do a great job. And Thanks again for the opportunity to talk to you. I, I wish it had been after the tournament. Uh, <laughs> it ended on Saturday, but uh, it is what it is. So we're, we're blessed to have had the opportunity, and uh, we're, uh, we're very thankful and uh, we're humbled. Thanks so much. Once again, that's Marty Verheller, head coach of the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes. Right now we're going to step aside and take a break. We'll talk with Zach Green, head coach of the Logan Boys basketball team, when we come back. We'll also talk with Ethan Clay. He's a senior. St. Albans qualified for the state tournament. 
See how he's doing right now, too. All that and much more with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It's the Friday the 13th edition. They're showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena. Sound good to you? Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable around the world. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. This sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism, is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Big shout out to our Twitter followers. Thanks to Eddie Bradley, The Real Wilbun, uh, Keon Welsh, Janine, Fred Avers, Jacob Evans, Missy, Meredith Mayer, Casey Lowry, Joel Gary, SV Fan, Tulsa HS Principal. We appreciate you being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. And, of course, many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You can find them on our affiliates page. You can find the station nearest you. You can watch us on YouTube in high-definition video on Facebook Live. Go to facebook.com forward slash Hoops Roundup. Also, we're on Periscope, twitter.com forward slash Hoops underscore Roundup. In the tri-state area, we're on um, Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital Channel 204. All pictures you're seeing right now, thanks for sending those in. We love to see your games and hear from your fans. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, this is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Friday the 13th edition. Now back to your host, Bill Cornwell, Coach Mick Barone, and he carries four rabbit's foots with him, Joe Linville and Brian Epley. We welcome you back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Full house here with you. On set, full house with you behind the scenes as well. Our all-volunteer staff coming in here today, and we greatly appreciate them being here with us tonight on a, on a different kind of show on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Uh, Friday night without basketball in West Virginia, but not without the radio show. We're here with you until midnight. 
We call it the fastest three hours in radio. We're taking our time tonight because of uh, just because of the circumstances. It's a it's a different kind of time. Zach Green has been so good to hang on the phone with us. He's the head coach of the Logan Wildcats. They were set to play Polka on the road to Allen Osborne Court last night. That game, obviously, like everything else in West Virginia, suspended right now. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach Green, first, my first question: How did you find out? Uh, well, we found out uh, kind of like everyone else did. Uh, Governor Justice held his press conference, and I was actually on my planning period at that time and, and uh, caught the conference and realized that it, uh, it was inevitable that we weren't going to play. Coach, what was your first thought? I mean, you know, you, you had to be in your mind amped up, getting your team ready to, to you know, play this big game, and then, bam, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean it was a roller coaster, really, guys. We uh, we've had a great four days of practice leading into it. Um, lots of focus, lots of confidence, and a, and a group of kids that were really uh, hungry to get that opportunity. And then, uh, you know, two thirty on the day of the game, you find out, and, and um, a lot of confusion. We weren't sure whether it was going to be postponed, and there's and we're still optimistic, you know, that that this thing still may happen. But uh, just a lot of emotions so far, and I, I think. Having the weekend off may uh, may help some of my guys. Uh, I got some guys that are really upset at the moment. So, uh, just a tough situation for everyone. That was my next question. Obviously, your two seniors, uh, David Early and Noah Cook. What what was their emotions like? You know, once they heard it and the possibility, they wouldn't get to you know back on the court as a Logan Wildcat. Yeah, no, no it's really tough to tell a kid he's not going to have any closure to his to his high school career and. You know, both of those guys are, are really quiet guys. They're really uh, quiet and, and soft-spoken guys. So, um, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of emotion um, initially, um, but uh, we met and talked again today, and, and there was a little more emotion today, you know, the, the thought that this uh, is going to be over and they're not going to have a chance to, to get to Charleston and, and uh, just a, a sad day for those guys. Coach, we, we got the word this midday today about uh, the school closure coming on, and uh, and of course, that kind of puts a damper on any activities, even beyond the classroom. So, what, if any, guidance have you given to your guys with that hope that uh, they might be able to get that regional in and, and get the playoffs on down the road or the tournament on down the road? Any any guidance you could give them is maybe work out on your own, something like that. Well, I'm really fortunate that the group of guys that I have, um, it, it wouldn't matter if it was the day before the regional final or. In the middle of July, those guys are going to find a gym to get into. And, and uh, so uh, we did talk about that a little bit, and, and I think those guys obviously will, will find somewhere to get shots up. But, um, you know, uh, as a coach, you're kind of limited to what you can do in this situation right now. I think everyone's still um, learning and, and trying to figure out which direction to go. So I don't want to do anything to cross a line, but um, I know those guys, and those guys will be in a gym with a ball somewhere. Coach, uh, you know, we talked to Coach Osborne last week, and he kind of felt like that, you know, his team had forgotten about that game a year ago. But I guarantee you, you guys had not forgot about it. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, <laughs> we haven't forgot about that game, and I think that was uh, uh, something we have been looking forward to for a year. Um, and we had a good idea that it would, you know, uh, we could have played them at home if we would have beat Chattanooga or away. You know, we knew that their section was going to be close just like ours, but 
Um, that game in particular, not necessarily with Polka, but that regional final game has been something that um, we have been focused on for yeah, uh, pretty much a year. So um, just really disappointed that we're not going to get the, the opportunity to go in there and, and right the ship. Zach Green, head coach of the Logan boys basketball team. They were set to take on Polka last night in the Class AA boys regional co-final in Region 4 and Class AA. Join us here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And as we've talked about throughout the course of this program, you know, this is a situation that's just completely unprecedented. And you talked about the emotions with your seniors and just kind of how you handle that team. The rest of your team is very young. And I think you're in a, you're in a unique situation, all coaches are, where you've got maybe some kids who don't understand the scope of what's happening, uh, happening nationally. When you're talking about March Madness is canceled, you're talking about the Women's College World Series and the College Baseball World Series are already canceled. Uh, I mean, this is something that can be kind of hard to explain to a kid in Logan, West Virginia, or anywhere in West Virginia, that this does affect you too. Yeah, uh, I've tried to explain that uh, through money. Uh, you know, our guys, um, I told them there are billion-dollar entities, the, the March Madness, NBA, um, MLB, everyone is canceled. This is not something that's, you know, just local here with us. This is a this is a global thing that's going on, and, and we have to respect everything that, you know, our government tells us to do and, and um try to prevent anything uh i'll told them that i'm just fortunate and we're fortunate that um, you know everyone around us is healthy right now and we want to keep it that way coach Zach green of the logan boys basketball team thanks so much for joining us tonight coach thank you guys all right and i think he uh he had a good perspective there about you know you're in you're in a teaching role too yeah and coach maroon you're you've been (laughs) in that classroom you've been in the administrator role as well when things out of the norm have occurred nothing like this but it's still you have you know 15 16 year old kids that you have to explain some things to yeah you're you're the one that they're looking to and uh like coach said uh there's no playbook for that uh but uh, you really shift from the coaching mode as coach beer said he moved into crisis mode but really you almost move into a counseling mode because it's devastating uh, to these kids. And uh, uh, we've had uh, to deal with some situations over the years uh, that I know of uh, that were tragic, uh, some things that had happened to students at our school. One of the times we were in practice, and the, it came and was told to us and to have to be the one to tell a team that, that something bad has happened. Uh, uh, this is uh, tough, and uh, the coaches uh, are someone, and uh, we've got great coaches across the state, and I think that when you look at these circumstances and how they happen, uh, Bill, you know, these guys uh, are there to answer yeah. the bell. And uh, just like Coach Green, I think they're there to provide whatever's needed. Love the perspective from Coach Green right there. And, and he, he's got a, a big job because, you know, not discounting what basketball means to other communities in the state, but in Logan, West Virginia, <laughs> if you're a, if you're a basketball player, you're something special. If you wanted to be a Logan Wildcat, you've worked your entire life to get there, and everybody in the community knows who you are and and what you can do. And now that's taken away from you, and that's that's why he had to say, you know, look at the you know look at the big picture. And then I love the last comment he made about guys, you're healthy, you're not sick, mm-hmm. you're not suffering. People in your families 
are not suffering, not sick. Let's keep it that way, and let's take care of each other. Well, the same thing you said uh, that Coach Verhiller said. Uh, he he felt bad for his girls, but Ryan, if you think about who was he thinking about? He said Pocahontas County. Mm-hmm. Here's a team that yes. sets the school record. Didn't even get to take the floor. Just shows you the compassion and caring for everyone. And basketball really is a, a big family, and that's great to, to be a part of it. And that's when they pull together. And just go one step farther than what Bill said. You know, they they've had some good baseball teams. They've had some good football teams. But if you're from Logan, West Virginia, you eat, drink, and sleep Logan Wildcat <laughs> basketball. My entire life, uh, following high school basketball. I always pay attention when the Logan game is played and when the Logan score is given because it means even and I, I've you know I've just visited Logan a few times but it's that special and you know and back when Williamson High School was around you paid attention when Williamson played and got you paid attention to their scores because it was special and you know we're going to take a break in just a moment not yet though not yet I want to go ahead and get this phone call in first and uh, you know you're talking about the players who are involved and the emotions that go with that. Some of these players never have, have never been to Charleston, but have qualified. And you go from qualifying one night to two nights later, you're not sure if you're going to play another basketball game in your life. We have one of those yeah. on the phone and, with us right and now. And you're getting ready to talk to a young man yes. on a team that was one of the hottest in the state. Yes. Ethan Clay is a senior, a member of the St. Albans Red Dragons boys basketball team. They beat Beckley in the Raleigh County Armory by 15. Yes. in the regional final. They qualified for the state tournament. And if nothing else, they can't take that away from you. Ethan Clay joins us now on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And, uh, Ethan, I know it's a, it's a difficult time right now. Tell us how you're feeling. Uh, I've, I felt better just trying to really grasp what actually is going on around the state and with everybody else. Um. Pretty tough time just to think about it all. You had a tweet that uh, that really it caught my attention today, and I thought it pretty much summed everything up. I'm just going to read that real fast. It said, everything I've went through over the past four years for one of the worst records ever to St. Albans' best season in over 20 years to finally achieve my dream of making the tournament and then not to even get the chance to play, it brings me to tears. I feel for all the seniors. Hey, we're right there with you. I mean, we... You know, I, I don't want to make this like too emotional because there are things that are worse than this that can happen in someone's life. But uh, I mean, we know we, we're right there with you, buddy. We know you've worked all that time to get there. St. Albans is playing some of the best basketball in all of West Virginia right now, and we don't know if you're going to get to take that opportunity to, uh, you know, shock some people in, in Charleston. I know that's a difficult time, but uh, have you have you been able to talk to your teammates much since since this announcement was made? Uh, yeah, the uh, the first time they met two days ago when it was said, we were actually going to have practice at 3.30, and I mean, everybody still came to the gym, and we all got to, our coach talked to us, I mean, we got to have a little bit of a grief time just between everybody, but it's just, I mean, there's not much you can really say to each other when everything you've worked for is just possibly being taken from you. Ethan, if you don't get a chance to, to play another game this year, uh, you guys got to be really proud. I got a chance to see you when you came to Spring Valley and won a and strong performance that night. But you guys had been on fire a little just before that and just kept it going. You know, If nothing else, uh, you played your best basketball when it counted at the, at the last part of the season. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, we've... I don't even think we've reached our best point yet. Like, we're ready to go into Charleston and make some noise and bring home a ring. We believe we can, and that's how we've been winning these past games because we know what we're capable of. And it's just it just hurts not knowing that we might not ever reach it. Ethan Clay, he is a senior for St. Albans, the Red Dragons, qualifying for the Boys State Tournament. This season, they were set up as the eight seed and would have taken on number one university uh, next week. But uh, again, we're on a holding pattern on everything right now. But Ethan, if you don't get to play another game, I think going out with a fifteen-point win at one of the best, uh, you know, most tradition-rich places in all of West Virginia uh, in Beckley, I think you know that might not be the way you wanted to go out, but that's not a bad way to end your career potentially. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain about winning regionals just for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it was a great feeling. Just, you know, you just everybody's goal when they start playing is to make that state tournament and make it and play in the Civic Center and play in front of that crowd and bring home that ring. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a brutal feeling. Uh, absolutely understand that. Ethan Clay, senior from St. Albans High School. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Ethan. No problem. You'll have a good night. Thanks. Appreciate it. And we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, boy, that was tough. It was. You could hear yeah. that. You could hear his voice. That was tough. Oh. We're going to talk with Terry Malone. He's an uh, intern for Metro News. He was in Charleston as all of this was going on as well. And a recent high school graduate. So he, he, he saw, kind of sees both sides of it sure. right now. He's right at that age where you can do that. We'll talk with him when we come back on this edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Of course, we're on YouTube, Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch on Facebook Live. We're on facebook.com forward slash hoops roundup. We're also on Periscope, twitter.com forward slash hoops underscore roundup. You're in the Huntington Tri State area. You can find us on Comcast Channel 25. We're also on Armstrong Digital Channel 204. And we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 104.1 FM, WBXS in Romney, 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston, 105.5 FM, WKQV, Cowan, and Heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, 102.3 FM, WMTD, Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR, Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY, Moundsville. And we're also on 101.1 FM, WVWPLP, Wayne. And we'll tell you about more stations that we're on around the Mountain State. Big thank you to all of them. Also, a thank you to uh, Julie America, John Davis, Hunter McMicken, and Blakey 
They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts bill cornwell joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling 9:52 on this basketball friday night in west virginia gang's all here on what was supposed to be semifinal friday the girls state tournament the boys state tournament was supposed to be set but you know, circumstances that are beyond our control and out of our hands and any other uh, cliche you want to use there, they're all accurate. <laughs> I, I just think about, you know, we if going back to last year, you know, we would have been talking to Joe via, <laughs> via, right. via Skype. Uh, you know, and Coach would have been up at the state right. tournament. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys have been at the state tournament. We'd just be here doing our thing. and uh, But uh, not to happen. Not Trust to be. me. We would rather be in Charleston. <laughs> yeah, no, I know no, you no would. Offense. Yeah, no thanks, offense. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh-huh. See how it is. Get you offset here in just a few moments. But, uh, no. uh, and, and, you know, we're going to tell you that throughout the course of this show, the remaining hour, uh, two hours and you know, seven minutes or so of this program, um, we're all pretty good friends here. We all get along really good. We all joke around with each other. Um, sometimes in a somewhat serious situation like this, you got to find some levity. You have to. You have to smile. You cannot just, you know, sit with your head down the whole time. So I uh, just want to put that out there that in case somebody thinks that we're maybe going too far with something. Yeah, and, uh, and It's we, just for levity. Yeah, and so. we do, uh, you know, want to want to extend our you know, best wishes to people that are dealing with this, uh, the terrible uh, situation that is a nationwide issue and uh, – Everyone is trying to take the, the proper action, so we want to extend our best to them. But as you mentioned, Ryan is is trying to, to enjoy a little bit and get your mind off of things a little bit, and we hope that we can be a part of that. But can you imagine the pressure like Bernie Dolan and the SSAC group? They're under – I mean, you know, they want to get this in just as bad as we do, the fans, the players, and so forth. But, but you know, their hands are tied. You know, they can only do what they're allowed to do at this point. And basically it's at a federal level yeah. at this point. I mean, yeah, the governor – you know, made made the decisions on some things within the state, but the way things are going nationally, he had basically no choice either. So it's just kind of the way things are. Um, we're going to do this really quick here. Taryn Malone is an intern for Metro News. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Taryn, you were covering your first state tournament for Metro News, and now uh, looks like it, it's over. Tell me, uh, tell me about what you what you saw. Thursday, yesterday afternoon, seems like three days ago already, uh, but what you saw yesterday afternoon and kind of kind of how things looked from your perspective. I traveled um, through a Greyhound bus to get down to the capital city on uh, Tuesday to start off the state tournament on Wednesday. Um, so far, as, well, as far as we know right now, we've had nine games in total. Um, I was expecting to cover my first ever whole state tournament as a pool. <laughs> Um, and I was really looking forward to that, too, because I, I, I got out of school a couple of days early, got all my work done for um, <laughs> West Virginia University, and um, I was just looking forward to it. And uh, yesterday, as you mentioned a, a few seconds ago, yesterday um, the decision was made by the governor and the WBSSAC 
Um, and I got some photos on my Facebook page and my Twitter page. Um, if fans could go check that out. Uh, but the reaction at, at the Charleston uh, Civic Center uh, was just devastating to watch. Um, you, ha- you had seniors that was very upset. You had uh, coaches that was upset as well. And going into uh, the locker room at halftime, uh, these coaches and players were focused on the game, thank goodness. But whenever the announcement was made through the PA system yesterday, uh, like everybody in the whole Civic Center just it hit close to home. And uh, that couldn't be uh, more said than what's going on here in New Martinsville now. Um, I made it back to Morgantown uh, later uh, today, or yesterday, I should say, uh, yesterday evening after uh, the postponement. And uh, made it back to New Martinsville today to find out that uh, all the local grocery stores has just been uh, wiped uh, clean, if you will, by uh, many civilians across the area. And it's just, it's starting to hit close to home right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. And, you know, Magnolia, which is your alma mater, was the seventh seed in class single A at a um, in the boys' state tournament, they had qualified. They were going to play number two seed Charleston Catholic again. That, like everything else, is on hold. And Joe's looking at these pictures. Right yeah, now. right. And I was going to ask Taryn, did yeah. you was you wearing roller skates because you was all over the Civic Center? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was. I was all over uh, the Civic Center, just getting as many pictures as I could uh, to capture all of these memories so for these young athletes and coaches and uh, the fans as well. I just I felt that uh, I was obligated to. Get as much content as possible since it was my first state tournament i just wanted to make some memories out of this and cherish these forever um but uh, it, it's just uh magnolia like you mentioned just a couple of seconds ago um, got 10 it, seconds Terry. it really hit close oh it hit close to me but um i was just really pl- proud that uh, magnolia qualified for the state tournament absolutely and i hate to cut this short but we are right up against a hard break taryn thanks so much for joining us that's taryn malone check his facebook stuff out um T-E-R-A-N Malone, uh, sports journalist and an intern for Metro News. He just graduated last year from Magnolia High School. Uh, they should be proud of him in New Martinsville mm-hmm. because he does a good job of spreading the word on them. He's an intern with Metro News now. He's been a part of this program for about three years now, so we're, we're, we're proud of him, too. Yeah, we keep it yeah, Much more to come on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, Hour 2, coming up in two minutes. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Big thank you to all of our Twitter followers, everybody that joined us in fact today and uh, this week, including Virgil Underwood, Tracy Barnett, Amia Brown, Jada, the Catholic Rude, the Celeb Scrogue, Joshua Cook, Brooke Brooksweiler. Adam Murray, Shaquit DeFlu, Logan Holbert, Avery, Robin, Amber Renee, Gia Campbell, Taylor Sigley, Liv, Hope Alexis, Rory Parker, Noah Blair, Lindsey, Michael Huggins, Quentin, DK Mann, Joe Kinzer, we know Joe Kinzer, Ashley Petito, Micah Osborne, Andrew Lillard, Jason Mundy, Aaliyah Kalo. Kristen, Michelle Roberts, and Isaiah Horner are all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you 
being part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Big thank you to all the radio stations carrying us, including 92.3 FM WYRC and Spencer, 103.7 FM WQWV and Fisher, 92.5 FM WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley, 106.7 FM WHFI Linside, 93.9 FM. WRRR St. Mary's, 104.5 FM, WASPLP in Huntington, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM, WVOW in Logan, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ, Edmund, Beckley, 90.7 FM, WFGH, Fort Gay, 950 AM, WBES, Charleston, and 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Hour two of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Rick Marone, Marcus Constantino, Drizzy Rogers. We got the whole crew is here tonight. Um, again, big thanks to all of them for, for being here. And, you know, this university basically kind of kind of goes goes dark here in a couple of days. So uh, we appreciate them coming in. We're going to talk with Mike Parrish, head coach of the North Marion Girls, in just a moment, and Joe Schmidl, head coach of the University Boys. We'll talk with both of those coaches in just a moment. But, um, you know, again, basically, if <laughs> if you're here, you know what's going on uh, with the coronavirus um, concerns, and that's why the girls' basketball state tournament suspended. The boys' double-A regional not played. The boys' state tournament suspended. Neither really looking promising for getting played. It was a surreal day yesterday in the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center when that announcement was made. Marcus Constantino is at the score desk. He was in the arena when that happened. He captured some of those moments on camera as well. And um, Marcus, sometimes it's hard to separate yourself from journalists and just a, a person witnessing what was going on yesterday. Uh, just just tell me about, from your perspective, what you saw. Oh, it was incredibly sad, and actually I heard the announcement twice because I was watching the governor's press conference live on television, um, and at 2.01 uh, he announced that uh, the girls' tournament was going to be suspended, all the boys' games were postponed, and uh, as soon as that happened, I ran down to the Civic Center, I was pretty cl- the Coliseum, I was really close, and, uh, and then I heard the announcement on the PA, and... Um, 
just everyone was just dumbfounded, shocked. And uh, um, I went over and took pictures of the Parkersburg Catholic girls uh, right at the end of the game, and they uh, they won pretty big. And uh, you know, those poor girls, uh, Madeline, and uh, you know, just all the girls. It, it looked like they had just lost the game, and, and they had just won really big. And there were really no winners uh, in, in the big house that day. And uh, uh, you know, just uh, and then to have to go and uh, do your press conference. And uh, you know, Marty Vierheller said that uh, you know nothing. The nothing prepares you for this. Nothing can prepare you for this. And uh, um, you know, there was really just uh, uh, seemed like there was no silver lining at that point. Of course, we're still holding on to the possibility that uh, you know uh, this might get behind us and we may be able to continue the tournament. But. Uh, uh, it was just an incredibly sober scene uh, around the Charleston Coliseum yesterday as uh, just the impossible happened. Yeah, they, uh, that's the first time that the tournament's been suspended, you know, in the history of the of the basketball tournaments in West Virginia. Uh, we'll get more from Marcus a little bit later on throughout the course of the program. As again, he was there at the Civic Center, the Coliseum, whatever. I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> The big building it in still downtown says Civ- It still says Civic Center on the floor. Actually, mm-hmm. one of the guys that worked at the Civic Center, they all laugh about it, too, because he rolled up his shirt, and his shirt said yeah. Charleston Civic Yeah, they have not yeah. changed yeah. the staff shirts. Yeah. Well, that's par for the course. But um, I'm just kidding, guys. Who cares? But um, let's go back to the phones. The number one seat in Class AA girls was North Marion. They played in their uh, opening round, quarterfinal round game on Wednesday early evening, the 5.30 game, and they beat the number 8 seed Bridgeport in overtime, 58-49. Mike Parrish is the head coach of North Marion, and he joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach Parrish, there's so many angles that we can take to start off with this, but I guess first and foremost, how did you find out about the suspension of the tournament yesterday? I was down at the games watching uh and I was going around talking to some people, and when I was hearing about all these pro leagues canceling, all the college tournaments being canceled, I knew we were in trouble. And like I say, when you seen all the executive directors walk back to the tunnel, you knew something was up. And then we heard the press conference coming from uh, Governor Justice, and, and it just sort of you knew you knew it was going to happen. So. Just uh, shocking, and you didn't, really didn't know what to say. And everyone's texting and blowing up your phone. What's going on? What's going to happen? And I said, everyone has questions, but no one has answers. So we're just going to have to wait it out and see what, what goes on. That, that seems to be par for the course right now in terms of just how quickly this all escalated, how quickly everything changed over the course of the past forty-eight hours now. And how did you tell your team? How did that? How did that um, interaction go? Well, I was at the Civic Center, and my team was all at the mall with their families, and I gave them some family time since we had the day off. We practiced early in the morning that day, and I gave them some family time. So we were meeting to eat at 530. So we sent out a few text messages. We went out and ate, and when we got back to the hotel, we, I sat them down and explained everything to them. And like I say, they all asked a bunch of questions, and I told them, I said, that's all we have is questions. We don't have answers yet. It's just going to be a, a waiting game to see what goes on with this virus and what's going to happen with school and and you have that talk and then we leave the hotel this morning and I say yeah we're going to practice tomorrow in the morning and uh, we'll keep practicing until they tell us we can't and then on the ride home you get the message that there's no activities, no school so everything changes again so it's just like uh, 
sitting around waiting for, like when you go to the doctor, you wait for a doctor's report. You're waiting to see if it's going to be good news or bad news. And we're hoping for good news. Coach, uh, in the game, you guys played a good game. But then your senior, the only senior on your team, really stepped up and had an outstanding game. What was her take on it once she heard the news that, you know, there's a possibility she wasn't going to get back on the floor? Uh, she, she's one of those kids that really don't talk a lot about it. She just sat and listened to what we said. And and we're fortunate with our seniors because uh, they both got to experience the state championship in 2018. And uh, they were looking forward to having an opportunity to get another one. So, like I say, she really didn't say a whole lot about it. But you can say, you could tell from just their facial expressions and stuff they were asking that they were all upset. Hey, Coach. Uh, Coach Maroon here. Uh, one thing I'd like to get your perspective on is, you know, as you get a team uh, ready and as you come down the stretch and you've got the, the playoffs as you fight your way through sectionals and regionals and in the state, everything's pretty regimented. I mean, you know, you've got everything planned out. You've scouted, you prepare, you practice. Uh, something like this is the ultimate curveball. Uh, you know, and I, I've thought as a coach, you know, how long is too long? I mean, how long could this go before you feel that you could still have teams that could be ready to go? I know we've got to wait and see how everything plays out, but uh, it's really brand new. I don't know if you can even answer that, but uh, everything's so organized and regimented, and the kids are used to that. And then to hear what yeah. they heard yesterday, it turns the world upside down, and a lot of them, I'm sure, you know, uh, didn't know how to react. Yeah, that's what I say. You just They don't know, really know what to say. It's something that you haven't experienced before. And uh, I'm sure if you asked any of the coaches or any of the kids, and they said, if we had to extend this to August, would you come back and play it? <laughs> and, and I bet you everybody would be down there doing it. Uh-huh. So so I think I think everyone, every player and every coach would be willing to extend it as long as they could. And with not being able to practice, I would say they would have to give us so many days to get in practice before they'd let us go on the floor to just help uh, prevent injury and stuff. Thank you. Coach, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things right now, I don't know that it matters, but I want to talk about it anyway because I do want to talk about basketball. Your team was in a dogfight on uh, Wednesday evening against a team that you were very familiar with in Bridgeport, uh, a team that you play regularly, and that game goes to overtime. They miss a layup that would have beat you at the end of regulation, and, and I know that you take these things seriously, but did you feel like your team maybe was too familiar with an opponent they'd beaten by nearly 50 points earlier in the season? Yeah, and I, and I told him that. I said, you can't take anyone lightly. I said, when you go down to the Civic Center, you got uh, a big open arena. you got a lot of different factors. Kids come out. I mean, we've had kids that have been there before, but not a lot of them have, have played on the court. You can never tell what kind of reaction you're going to get out of them. And, and we had those early game jitters, and you let them hang around. And when you let teams hang around, they have a chance to beat you. And uh, Bridgeport did a great job. Uh, we didn't we didn't play with a lot of energy. We didn't shoot very well, and we was lucky to survive and pull it out in overtime. Coach, uh, as, as Ryan said, you were you know tied up. You went into overtime, but you beat them by thirteen points. What was the difference in that overtime session than the first four quarters? I think they felt a little more sense of urgency. I mean, like I say, we sort of went through the motions. We we like playing fast. We like pressuring the ball. We didn't really pressure the ball good. We wasn't pushing up and down the floor like we normally do. And I think finally at overtime they realized, hey, uh, this is it. We're going to have to show up and do something or, or we're going to be packing it up going home early. And uh, North Marion, though, gets that win, 58-49 in overtime over Bridgeport. Coach Mike Parrish, again, like everyone else, in a holding pattern right now to see what happens. If they do play eventually, his team will be in the state semifinals against Lincoln. And if they don't play, well, they ended the season with a win at the Charleston Coliseum floor. And 
you know, again, hopefully some way, somehow they find a way, Coach. But if they don't, congratulations on your win nonetheless. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. And, and I was driving up Interstate 79 today. I was thinking, I said, normally you drive up Interstate 79 after a loss at the state tournament. You're all upset. And normally if, if you're a state champion, you're driving up all excited. Well, we, we had a win, and we're driving up 79, and we don't know what to think. We <laughs> want news to see what's going on. That's, that's a long haul up that Interstate. <laughs> yes, it is. What's going to happen. Yes, it is. I, I can imagine that would be kind of just a numb feeling as well because, like you said, yeah. you just don't know what's going on. Coach Mike Parrish, head coach of North Marion. Again, thanks so much for joining us tonight, Coach. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us, and you guys do a great job on here. Hey, greatly appreciate that. And Hopefully. Oh, I cut him off because I thought he was done. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I, I'm going to finish this for him. Hopefully, we'll get to talk again at some point. <laughs> If it's in August, I don't care. <laughs> We'd love it. Exactly. We will get to talk with him about his semifinal game with Lincoln. One way or another. Who needs somebody else to interview? You can interview yourself. <laughs> Just fill in the blanks. I mean, I, 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 uh, Coach Parrish has been so good to us. And we, we greatly appreciate yeah, that. Uh, great guy. I hated that I cut him off right there. But it just, it just happened. It, everything kind of happens quickly. Um, it just is what it is. Um, moving back to the boys' side of things, university – Hawks. They were able to win their regional and uh, do so. I mean, th- this team's playing outstanding basketball right now. You're talking about a, a boys team that is, you know, won 13 in a row. They're 22 and three on the season. Um, they beat John Marshall uh, in the in the regional co-final. They beat Morgantown by 51 in the sectional final, and they're the number one seed. And Joe Schmidl is the head coach of the Hawks. He has. Uh, you know the, the reigning state champions as well. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And coach, it's—I uh, hate to sound like a broken record, but it's the question we've asked everyone so far right off the bat. How'd you find out? Well, I probably found out the same way everybody else did. But prior to um, my friend, uh, who's a news reporter for the Dominion Post, who covers uh, WVU men's basketball, Justin Jackson had called me and he said hey he says i'm 90 percent sure that the ncaa is going to call off the ncaa tournament and he says if that if that happens and i'm afraid you guys are going to get yours canceled too and it wasn't five minutes and uh you know we got the call uh, my athletic director had texted me and told me what was going on, and it was just a uh, disheartening moment because at that point in time, with with everything that was going on, everything that was being canceled, of course, the first thing you think about are your kids. And, you know what what's their reaction going to be, and are they going to have an opportunity to fulfill their dream? And, uh, you know, reap the benefits of all the hard work, or at least have an opportunity to reap the benefits of all the hard work that they've put in for the last last however many years. You know, these kids have been working towards this goal since they were in elementary school. And we we've talked with uh, KJ McClurg uh, earlier um, in, in this season, and uh, obviously uh, with Caden Matheny. Those those are two guys that uh, you know have, have been so key to your success, especially the last two years, but your success runs more than two years. You had a really good team uh, two, uh, three years ago now that uh, came up a little bit short, but still was an excellent basketball team. And, and obviously, I'm, I'm thinking that on Tuesday night, 
because this was before this thing really got to snowballing, which was on Wednesday. But on Tuesday night, when you played your regional final, there was not a second thought in your mind that that might be the last time you coached those two young men. Not at all. Not at all. I, I was upset. I knew that was going to be the last time I got to coach those kids in that, in that gym. Um, it was a bittersweet moment. You know, I mean, we, we won the game. We knew we were going to go to Charleston. We knew we had a good, a good chance to be the number one seed. Um, but we weren't done. And, you know, all those other games that we played were just a formality in order for us to, to get back to Charleston and defend our title. Um, and, you know, so those, those guys were okay with that. You know, that, that being their last game at home. But they were still looking forward to those next three games in Charleston. Um, and now that's obviously in question. It's just a very difficult time for everyone. How do you, uh, you know, when you, when you talk to your team, uh, tell me a little bit about the reactions you got. Obviously, in this day and age, they probably knew about it at roughly the same time you did. Um, but tell me about the reactions that you got from them and just – you know, how they were handling that news. Well, not very well. Um, probably about the same way I was. You know, they're kind of a disbelief and a little bit of desperation. And are we going to get to play this? How can they do this? And, you know, you start taking things personal, even though none of it's personal. You know, you, you just feel like somebody's almost robbing you of you know, of an, of an opportunity or something that you've earned. Um, so it, it's hard. It's hard as an adult to rationalize how these things happen and, and why they're happening, um, let alone for a high school, you know, young man to, to do that. Um, but, you know, we, we met with the kids uh, today at the end of the day and, and explained some things to them and, um, you know, everything in life is not fair, uh, and it, it won't be the last time that something like this happens in their life that they have no control over or did nothing wrong and something bad happens to them. But hopefully we can find a solution. Hopefully the SSAC can, can figure something out to where these kids can can have an opportunity to, to finish this. Um, I know in Nebraska I just saw a thing on ESPN tonight where they got to play theirs um, in front of, you know, basically nobody. Uh, it was in a big arena with a couple handfuls of parents there, and, and that was it. And, but at least they had that chance to, to finish. And maybe they can work something out like that. I don't know. And something that I, I know that, you know, we, we talked with Bernie Dolan a little bit earlier on. There, As he said, we're hoping – we, we hope. I mean, that's about all we can do at this point because this has been something that has changed dramatically in a short period of time. And uh, so we'll, we'll just, you know, that's all we can do as well is to hope that, that this tournament can, you know, get played eventually. And then, of course, obviously, first and foremost, that everyone is, is healthy and gets through this, uh, gets through this time um, in good shape. Joe Schmidl, head coach of the University Boys, thanks so much for joining us tonight, Coach. Thanks for having us, guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get this thing worked out. Absolutely. Again, that's Joe Schmidl, head coach of the University Boys basketball team. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, 
We'll have our, we'll talk with uh, Andrew Rogers about a standout athlete of the week. Yes, we have one. We will have one this week for certain. Uh, we'll also talk with Kelsey Spang, head coach of the Winfield Girls basketball team. They played really, really well Wednesday really? evening. Yeah. All that and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is High School Basketball's Voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. Just takes one click to watch. Listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. And, of course, you can find us on YouTube. Just click to watch at BasketballNight.com. On Facebook Live, Facebook.com forward slash Hoops Roundup. Or on Periscope, Twitter.com forward slash Hoops underscore Roundup. And then the Tri-State area, we're on Comcast Channel 25 and Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks the rise of sports-centered online platforms and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with a combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on the Huntington campus. Go behind players' stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. This is basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the Friday the 13th edition. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, the man who never walks under a ladder, Joe Linville, and Ryan Eflin. We welcome you back to basketball Friday night. On this Friday, March 13th, 2020, we will talk with Amy Chapman, head coach of the Gilmer County girls basketball team in a moment. We'll also talk with Kelsey Spang, head coach of the Winfield girls basketball team in a moment. But first, our special correspondent, Andrew Rogers, is with us here, and he's going to tell us more about our standout athlete of the week, Colton Barr from Clay Battelle. And Andrew, this is a young man who really helped his team kind of uh, right the ship, so to speak, for that program this year. He did. Last year, I had Levi Carrico from Clay Battelle. He was a standout athlete of the week this week. It's Colton Barr, and he was another key piece and part of a turnaround year. Last year, they only win nine games. This year, increase it to 18 wins, although did lose in the sectional semifinals. Still a great season for that CB's team. And he, he's someone who he puts in the work, not just you know off the court, but on the court as well. He's someone who really does a whole lot of, uh, you know, his work really is key to that team's success is what I'm trying to get at. 
Absolutely. He had 17 double-doubles this season in his 24 games. He just had an incredible year, and he really pretty much credited to his off-season work, not taking any days off. He had a basketball in his hands almost every day he could. And speaking of, you, you say every day he could, and that's a key statement too because he's very busy outside of school. Yes, absolutely. He, he, he actually volunteers at a local fire department. He loves doing it. He's a local firefighter, and that's a first I've come across. I've, I've never seen that as a high school student, so that was kind of uh, really cool to see him. He's very active in his classroom and, and out throughout the school, so learn something pretty cool. First responder and a double-double machine. He is yep. Colton Barr of Clay Battelle. Now Andrew has more with our standout athlete of the week. Legendary Notre Dame football coach Lou Holtz once said, Winners embrace hard work. Colton Barr embracing Holtz's idea of a strong work ethic and through his consistency during the season makes him this week's standout athlete of the week. Clay Battelle's senior forward Colton Barr was a major component in a turnaround season for the Seabees. Clay Battelle doubled its win total from this past season. The six foot five forward averaged 23 points per game and recorded a double-double in three out of every four games he played in this season. Barr says his mindset in the offseason was a key to his successful year. The last season was over. I didn't look at it as a season. They were looked at it as a new beginning for next year. I didn't play basketball. I played all summer to keep my shot, to get it better. Head coach Josh Kisner says his work ethic is not just displayed on the basketball floor, but in practice as well. Uh, every day in practice, he was one of the kids that I can look at, you know, make sure things are done, done properly, making sure things get done the way they need to, and, you know, just being a leader with his actions. Clay Battelle recorded an astounding 18 victories. A main reason for the success was embracing hard work that was necessary to post 18 wins. Barr says his putting four the extra effort allowed the others to follow his example. I give 110% all the time, and when one person's doing it, the rest of the team seems to lead in their footsteps and do the right thing. Because of Barr being a role model, Coach Kisner knew what he could anticipate getting out of his star forward each night. He has been our most consistent player this year. Colton's lowest scoring game this year, I think, was 15 points. And a couple of those games, he had 28, 30 points. And, you know, a couple times, it's just you expect it of him. And no matter what, he's going to bring it every night. And that's what he did this season. Colton Barr's impact on his teammates while on the basketball floor is also manifest in his community. His mother, Brooke, says he is always willing to lend a helping hand. He just all of a sudden decided he wanted to join the volunteer fire department. He wants to help people. He goes out on just about any call that he is able to go out on. He just likes helping. And before he even did that, he liked helped a lot of the neighbors in our community. He mows yards and we need kind of like a handyman for anybody around close that needed help. With Barr's basketball career at Clay Battelle completed, he says he will take away two valuable lessons. The leadership and hard work ethic that my coach has taught me. These qualities will continue to serve Barr well in his future endeavors in the next stage of his life. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm special correspondent Andrew Rogers. Thanks so much, Andrew, and uh, well done on that as well. We'll talk with uh, Dave Morrison a little bit later on in the program as well. We'll also talk with Kelsey Spang, head coach of the Winfield Girls, but I thought one team that really stood out in the opening round of the tournament, the games that did get to be played, was Gilmer County. The Titans, the three seed in class single A, and they put up a double-digit win over Wheeling Central. I think a lot of people may have thought that that was a tough draw for them. It was a tough draw, but they still Went out and took care of business. Amy Chapman is the head coach of the Titans. She joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Coach, um, again, this is a, a unprecedented 
times, uncharted waters that we're in with the course of uh, this season and the way the Girls State Tournament currently suspended. We don't know if you're going to get to play it through or not. What a range of emotions you had to go through in a three-hour span because you go from a big win in the early game Thursday morning to learning that the tournament is suspended early Thursday afternoon. I will tell you what, this was a heck of an experience. Um, it is mind-blowing, and you, 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 said it, you said it right there. You know, when we got the news of the tournament um, being postponed, we were actually together as a team finishing up a walkthrough. And it honestly crushed us um, as, a, as a group. And, um, you know, the immediate panic that went through my head was, oh, no, we have to, we've put in so much hard work studying and dedication and, you know, shooting the baskets and, you know, shooting the balls and, you know, running and everything um, over the past five months to just have it disappear right before our eyes, you know. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I had to take a step back and, understand that you know we can either succumb to the devastation or or take that high road and um it's not canceled yet thank goodness just this tone but you know using this setback as a life lesson or whatever you might want to call it seeing that you know having good and a healthy life is the most important and ultimately whatever decisions were made uh were based off the information available at that time and hoping and praying it was the right one and uh you know, trying to stay positive and keep pushing the girls because we have no clue when they're going to call. Um, let's get back to Charleston and play. So it's uh, certainly uh, trying times for for a lot of people as well. And let's talk a little bit about that game because your team played really, really good basketball uh, yesterday morning. Um, you know, first off, obviously, you forced forty four turnovers against Wheeling Central. That's the most that anyone's ever forced in a Class A state tournament game. I know you pressed them, well, and no, you, you we, had a lot of success. Uh, we, actually ended, we actually ended up, we were playing West Side uh, on Wednesday there. Yeah. So, I think we've... Only, yeah, we made, I think we've got a, a mix-up on her phone lines. Just oh, a second. Okay. Go, Coach Kelsey Spang is with us now of Winfield. Yeah, this, you know what? Her yeah. team played really well too. <laughs> I was gonna, but and, and I got to be honest with you, we we mislabeled it in the back. We had it as Amy Chapman, but yeah, it's reversed, is what it is. So I apologize both to Coach Chapman and you. Here's the thing: your teams both played great. Yeah, hey, your team, your team's had a forty-plus point win. Yeah. Well, and she had a player set a record too. Yeah, and uh, ZZ Russell set a, a double A girls tournament record for yeah. points scored in a game. Hey, coach, yeah, uh, coach Maroney, coach Marone here. Congratulations! Like uh, uh, Ryan said, you guys had a great game. But I tell you, the second half is uh, where you guys really kicked it into gear. I know the style you all play and the way you like to push the pace. Uh, at some point in the game, you feel things really kick in. Uh, at halftime, it was 33-28. to 28. I mean, it was a, a pretty tight game, and then you guys really blew it off in the second half. What would you attribute that to? Was it just uh, continuing to do what you do or hitting shots, or what would you say was the biggest difference? Well, honestly, in the first half, and I think that, you know, any team that takes the, the Civic Center floor, you have your, your jitters, you have your anxiety of, oh, my gosh, we're finally here, we made it. And getting used to the big floor, and you know our shots weren't falling, um, but I think you nailed it on the head persistence in our the way we play. 
you know, going into halftime, we were only up by five points. And, you know, for, for my girls, it was a little bit nerve-wracking. But being able to, whether it be regroup, refocus, reset, and what have you, you know, I think coming out, we kind of just said, okay, let's play our game. Let's focus in on what we do best and let's just go. And I, and I think it kind of just clicked for them that, hey, it's now or never, do or die. <laughs> hey, Coach, you, you come out in the second half. You held them to just 10 points. What did you tell the girls at the half? Well, we said, <laughs> honestly, we said, what, what is it that you want? You know, right now it's all in your heart. You have the skills. You have every tool you need in order to succeed. So it's, it's literally right now you have to lay it out on the floor together as a team and pull it out with heart um, because you don't want to leave anything and say, oh, man, I should have, could have, would have. So those girls, you know, when they came back on, they're like, yeah, let's do this. And, you know, they grouped up together as a team. That's one thing that uh, these girls, especially my senior girls, have done so well this whole season is that team chemistry. They come together in a huddle by themselves, and they look at each other and they know, hey, it's us. You know, the senior girls have been, uh, the last time they were at the Civic Center was their freshman year. And so they want to go out with a bang for sure. Coach Kelsey Spang of the Winfield Girls Basketball Team. Thanks so much for hanging in there with us, too. I, I apologize. We, it's, it, it happens. It's a but crazy night. It is. It, it, it's, everything's out of normal right now, and we're just trying to wade our way through it. Hey, it's Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. There's a full now. Crazy. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about ZZ Russell in just a second but because uh, that was obviously a superlative performance. But you also get yeah. double-doubles from the Hudson Twins, and that's kind of fitting, too. Yeah. They're, they're my, my twin towers. Um, you know, they have that twin telepathy where, you know, when one is hot, the other will feed them, doing a no-look pass, and they know where each other is at. Um, and Emily Hudson can pull it out for a three just like she can wham it underneath the basket. And Lauren Hudson has that fadeaway shot that um, seemingly you, you never would imagine it would go in, but it swishes with such finesse. So um, those girls do well. You know, uh, They come off a bas- uh, volleyball season. So I think their volleyball skills of spiking the basketball <laughs> come right onto the court. So they loved a good block shot for sure. But, yeah, they, they did a great job. And, you know, Mara McGrew, she's our uh, point guard. She has those soccer skills that will really come out and allow her to really see the court, get those angled passes um, to where you wouldn't even think she'd be able to make it, but she sneaks those passes in. So, um, yeah, my seniors are pretty, pretty, pretty on fire, I would say. You have a you have a good senior group. I've watched that, that those girls play several times over the past few years, and uh, you, and again with ZZ Russell as well. But the, the key to that, I think, you, you just kind of touched on it right there. These girls are successful in multiple sports, and they carry it over yeah. to the basketball floor as well. Yes, and that is one thing that um, that I am a big advocate of. I am not an advocate of uh, specializing in one sport because. Um, you know, whenever you do multiple sports, you develop different muscle groups, and it allows, one, your, your body to not get fatigued, but two, we need to get, don't get burnt out. And I think that these girls, they're hungry come basketball season. They're ready to play. And, and I think that's where the devastation, I saw it on the look of their eyes, you know, on their faces, that, that came up because this is their season. You know, they've been looking forward to it. They got off the soccer field. They got off the volleyball court. 
ill that they got off a cross-country course, they're ready to play. And I think that they wanted to really finish it out. And I hope that they do. And we inadvertently cut you off on this with ZZ Russell, the 41 points. Again, a double-A state tournament record. Uh, tell me about, uh, you know, did you know that she was right at the, the cusp of it? And, I mean, she's, she's an outstanding, skilled basketball player. And I tell you that we actually had no clue. Um, <laughs> we had somebody come down, and our athletic trainer, they went, Coach, Coach, look at this. And, of course, we didn't even want to tell ZZ, hey, you're up one basket away from it because we didn't want her to get the yips, you know. <laughs> but so we were waiting, and she, had, she missed two layups right when we found out. We're like, oh, my goodness, girlfriend, make that basket. <laughs> and as soon as she did, we, we called a timeout, and we, we showed her the uh, tweet that said, you know, she just got the record. And, you know, the look on her face was, like, such pure joy and excitement. And, you know, that's when, that's, that to me is that's basketball. You know, that's why we as coaches do it, is to see the girls feel so successful and truly love the game. Coach, I want to give you a chance to brag on your staff a little bit. One guy in particular who helps you with with your club, he took Winfield boys' teams to the state tournament. you got Pat McGinnis as an assistant coach. That's pretty good stuff. I have Pat McGinnis as as an assistant coach, and I also have DJ Williams as an assistant coach who uh, went with Sissonville Girls to the state championship several years ago and then also coached the boys. I have a heck of a brain crew behind me. You do. You know, and, and I really honestly would not be here if it weren't for those two. I will tell you what, because it is so fun. Because they each have their own little uh, strengths, you know, and, and, and it's being able to pick and choose from, you know, great minds. I don't think a head coach can ask for anything more than that on the bench. Kelsey Spang, head coach of the number two ranked girls basketball team in Class AA, the Winfield Generals. They beat Westside 81-38 in the quarterfinals on Wednesday. And should they get to play again, the semifinal matchup would be against Pike View. But again, all of that on hold. We don't know what's going to happen. If it doesn't take place, you end the season on a win, and that's, uh, you know, that's not a bad thing. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. And that's Kelsey Spang, head coach of the Winfield girls basketball team. We're going to step aside and take a break. We're going to regather here. We're going to regroup a second. <laughs> then we will talk with Amy Chapman. Yes. The head coach of the Gilmer County girls basketball team. What's ironic is those two teams play a similar style. They really do. I'm not just buying that. Coach Moreau can back me up on that. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Coach. Help yes. me out here. Yes. All yes. that and much more at Basketball <laughs> Friday Night in West Virginia continues. We'll start with Ryan Lambert, head coach of the Pendleton County boys team. Undefeated. Talk about that much more on the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights. It's right here with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It is. The Friday the 13th, March Sadness Edition. And we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. Just takes one click to watch. You can listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. We want you to join us and be part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. 
Big thank you to everybody that's joined this week and today, too. Marshall Sports Journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communications, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. One want to thank all of our affiliates around the Mountain State carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Shout out to Hunter McKillen, Blaker, Sean Stinson, Faith Thomas, Noah Reese, Jarius Thompson, and of course, Baseball Friday night in West Virginia. You can follow them at Baseball Night WV at Baseball Night WV. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The Friday the 13th edition. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville. And he always picks up a penny for luck. He's our lucky penny, Ryan Epling. (laughs) Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Right up along with Rip Maroon, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. Happy to have you along with us. And, of course, we are talking about all the happenings in the state of West Virginia and, and throughout, really, the country in terms of um, what we're talking about with sports and a lot of things that involve gatherings just being completely shut down, things that involve travel being shut down, all uh, in response to the coronavirus. And we're just kind of tiptoeing our way through all that tonight so we thank you for bearing with us and you know what i'm gonna ask who this is before we get too far <laughs> i believe now i have amy chapman the head coach of the gilmer county girls basketball team coach chapman please just verify for me it's you Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Ironically, I was like three questions in, and I thought it was you before, but it was Coach Spang from Winfield. But you all play a lot alike. You both press a lot. You force a lot of turnovers. You get a lot of runouts, and you both played very well in the opening round. Yeah. Yes, we did. And listen, I, I really enjoyed listening to uh, Winfield's coach talk. She was very passionate about her team and uh, her program, so that was cool to listen to. And. And we do. We, we play similar styles. It, it was, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun basketball. Your team forced 44 turnovers. And we'll get into the whole <laughs> what's know. going on now. I have to get to this because it's 44 turnovers, a yeah. state record against Wilmington Central. I know you pressed. Yeah. but uh, And that's mm-hmm. just kind of the way you play. Yeah. I mean, we just we, we practice it all year. Um, our biggest focus when we, when we are uh, working on it is, you know, we tell the kids, you have to play all five of you. You have to do your spot well. If it's four out of five, it's not going to work. If it's three out of five, it's not going to work. All five of you have to um, just buy in and just do your role. And they really have. They've, they've sold out. They cast their chips in. They play really hard in their spots and anticipate well. And, and they go hard. So and we, and, we have, and we tell them, listen, when you're tired, we have subs. And the subs do a great job off the bench. And it's just, you know, they've bought in on it. 
Trinity Bancroft goes off for 35 points in that game. Yeah. She's obviously an outstanding player, but I, I, that, that's got to be one heck of a one heck of a performance for her. Yeah, good for her. I'm telling you, she's, I've watched her since she was little, and um, listen, she she's always impressed me just with her look, just her demeanor. She's just an intense kid. And, um, you know, she, she loves basketball. She loves the game. You can tell that she invests a lot of time in the offseason. And I'm telling you, she, she did a great job. Her performance uh, yesterday morning, I mean, we're just super proud of her. Coach, even though you guys were the higher seed, you beat a, a program that has made a name for itself year after year at the West Virginia State Basketball Tournament. How was, how was the, the feeling after the win? It was it was a great feeling. I felt like it was a, a good statement win, and I don't mean that in a bad way because I, out of respect with uh, Wheeling Central, just like you said, they they are a team that's at the state tournament all the time, and they are very well coached. They have great players, and to just be able to compete and uh, do what we did against them, it, it to me I felt like it was just a huge statement to our program. And, and obviously, we have to kind of dip back into the the reality that we're currently facing. Um, and I'll ask you the same question I inadvertently tried to ask Coach Mack. Um, y- your team gets that <laughs> win early yesterday morning, and three hours later, the tournament suspended. Tell me about that range of emotions that you went through. Well, obviously, you know, I had to deal with a bunch of heartbreaks, and I was heartbroken. But as coaches, you know, we as a co- we as coaches we we have this conversation with our go- our girls you know we tell them you know after we lose we, we we talk about resilience and sometimes things don't go our way and it's disappointing but we just got to bounce back and it's about life you know when you when basketball is over you're going to you're going to move on and life is going to be disappointments and there's going to be hard times you got to learn how to deal with it and i just i feel like this is a huge example of what we talk about you know it's something we don't control we, we can't control what's happening right now and it's not going our way obviously uh, right at the moment and we're heartbroken so but and you know after we had that conversation the girls they responded very well they they were heartbroken there was tears but at the end they were laughing and they were they saw the silver lining and what we did Thursday morning was amazing their effort was amazing so they pulled some really positive things from it so that's you know, it's it's part of life. It's it it is what it is. We're trying to be patient right now. Hey, coach, uh, Coach Marone here. Congratulations uh, on getting to the semifinals. Thanks, and uh, to shift gears just a little bit, uh, and I'm hoping this comes off too. But uh, you got uh, selected for a pretty big honor in your own right with Coach Sorrow uh, with the McDonald's game. If you could share with people a little bit about uh, that opportunity, that's like a dream come true too. I'm sure. It is. I'm telling you. Uh, it, first of all, it's. Uh, Coach Sora deserves that. He is invested, and, and it just he's inspiring. So, and he's been like my mentor for years now. And uh, I'm telling you, it was it was, a, it was amazing to hear that he got that, and then for him to ask me to go along with him. And we actually spent last weekend together before the state tournament. And uh, him and I and um, Ann Sufer, we got together and we were kind of prepping for our trip and we're you know making plans and talking about and you know we were in conversation about you know this could get shut down and we were we were hoping it it didn't but it it did and 
you know, it, it's devastating, but we understand it's, this is impacting a lot of people in a lot of different ways, and obviously it's hit us in several ways, and um, and I feel sorry for the all-American kids that doesn't get to go get this opportunity that they've worked so hard for, and it's just, it, it is sad. I'm sorry. It's just sad. It, it, it is. It's a very It's a very tough time for a whole lot of people. And, you know, some of those seniors walked off the floor and had no idea that they just won but played their last game. Perhaps. We hopefully, yeah. hopefully that won't be the case. But, again, we're still yeah. in that kind of, you don't know. No, and that's, I, I, my heart broke for the, the ones that didn't get to play a game on that floor. We were lucky. We got to, we, we got to experience that. And, and then we came out victorious. And it was just, it was awesome for that. But. We just—I mean, my heart melted for those kids that didn't get that opportunity. So, I mean, it's impacting everyone, and and I'm sorry about it. I really am. Amy Chapman, head coach of the Gilmer County girls basketball team, uh, they defeated Wheeling Central yesterday morning, 75-63. And should the tournament pick up, they would be in the state semifinals against number two seed Parkersburg Catholic. Thanks so much for joining us, Coach. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good evening. All right, you too. That's Amy Chapman, head coach of the Gilmer County Times. We're going to step aside. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Ryan Lambert, head coach of the Pendleton County Boys Basketball Team. We'll talk with our standout athlete of the week, Colton Barr of Clay Battelle. And at the top of the hour, you're going to have to wait a little bit for us here, Dave. Super Dave, Sports.com's own Dave Morrison. All that when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Thanks for joining us. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for Friday the 13th edition. We appreciate everybody that's joined us on Twitter, following us at Hoops underscore Roundup, including Casey Lowry, Joe Gary, Pikeville High School, T. Toller, the Gnaw Regional, John, Reese Nichols, and Nicole Huffman. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Big thanks to all of our radio affiliates carrying basketball Friday night throughout West Virginia, including 104.1 FM WVXS Romney, 92.5 FM WZAC Madison, Danville, Charleston, 105.5 FM WKQV Cowan and Heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn, 102.3 FM WMTD Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Make One, Williamson, Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY, Moundsville, 101.1 FM, WV, WP, LP, and Wayne. Big thank you to all those radio stations. Many more we'll mention at the top of the hour. They've been with us all season long, broadcasting basketball Friday night throughout West Virginia. Join us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. This is 
High school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the Friday the 13th edition. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Ten fifty on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. See, I can sit here and be a mime all day, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, no one at home would like that, or maybe some would. You're probably tired of hearing from me by now. This is basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Uh, again, a different type of show tonight. As we are talking about, we're still celebrating basketball, though. We're still celebrating because there were games played between last week and this week, and some superlative performances that we've tried to go over throughout the course of this night. There were several records set in Class Single A in the girls' state tournament and Class Double A uh, in terms of just the first day uh, of tournament play. So, uh, you know, we tried to kind of mix those in with the, obviously, the the serious thing about the coronavirus that has, um, you know, shut down basically everything worldwide, sports-wise, and in many other facets of our lives, too. Uh, Ryan Lambert is the head coach of the Pendleton County Wildcats, and he joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. His team is a perfect 23-0 and and the number six seed in Class A, and they've qualified for the state tournament for the first time. Coach Lambert, no matter what, first off, congratulations, because that's, you know, you can't do much more than what your team has done this year. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me, and, uh, and, and it's been a it's been one of those dream years uh that the kids have worked really hard for uh and we're we're we're, we're thrilled with with what we've done and 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 you know hold out just a little bit of hope that we're not done but we're we're feel fearful that that uh that that might be the case you win the game wednesday night at home defeating trinity christian 45 38 and I mean, you're talking about a quick turnaround because it's Thursday afternoon when the announcement's made about the suspension of the girls' state tournament and that the boys' regionals in Double A weren't going to be played in the state tournament was going to be suspended as well. Tell me about that range of emotions in just a very short time. Yeah, it was t- it was tough. Uh, it was it was tough for me personally, but of course, uh, I'm thinking more about my community i'm thinking about my parents i'm thinking about my my kids um and you know the the message really was we were 24 hours away from from taking having that that regional game taken away from us to be quite honest um so we were trying to be optimistic uh the kids took it as well as they possibly could um because the the scene um and in the regional game that we were able to host was, was something special. Uh, our, our community was was superb, uh, and it was something that those kids uh, will will never forget. You know, it's something that can't be taken away from them. I wanted to ask you real fast about that that regional game and just that atmosphere at, at, at Pendleton County High School in Franklin, and, and something you mentioned right there. Your kids will never forget that, no matter what happens from here on out. That's correct, uh, and, and I've got a great group of guys. Um, there, uh, last time I was on this show, I talked about the you know the cerebral group that I have. Um, they they understand the situation that it's not just us; it's worldwide. Um, 
it's affecting everybody. Uh, so it's something that you have to put into perspective. You have to understand the situation um, and, and really control what you can control. You know, I mean, there's not a single thing we can do. Um, but what we can do is we can look back on what we did accomplish, uh, 23-0, and 20-0 uh, regular season. Uh, we, we won our section. Uh, we hosted... Uh, for only the second time in our in our uh, school's history, a regional game, and, and won it for the first time, uh, and, uh, and and in doing so, beat two mainstays in our in our region in uh, Tucker County, uh, and then uh, Trinity, uh, holding them to 38 points. And you know, we've preached defense all year long, and you know, couldn't have been more proud of my guys. Uh, we go out. Uh, in, into the fourth quarter, down nine, and we uh, we win that fourth quarter, nineteen to three, and you know the top was was going to just pop off of our of our gymnasium. It, it was it was absolutely amazing. You know, uh, hair on the back of your neck, goosebumps kind of moment uh, that, that that those kids deserved, and that uh, you know as a head coach, you just can't ask for much more than that, uh, especially on your home floor. Coach, the underclassmen will, you know, definitely have another day. But those four seniors, how did they take the news? It's rough. You know, there's there's nothing, there's not a single thing that you can say uh, and, and make it better. I think it's it's a life lesson that, you know, sometimes uh, it is what it is as far as things don't go your way. You know, I mean, there, there's nothing... There's nothing that that I could do other than tell them that I love them. Um, that that we, we 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 hope that we can move forward. But if we can't, but if we can't, you know that uh, it, it, it's they've done everything they possibly can uh, this year to, to you know to be successful, put themselves and their teammates, their community in, in this spot. And if that's the case, then uh, then hey, you know, I mean, in, in a joking manner, I told them, hey guys, you go out undefeated. <laughs> You're the only unbeaten left in West Virginia. So there you go. I mean, uh, again, I'm going to speak about it in present tense. Your team has had a has had a great season, and hopefully, mm-hmm. we don't say it had a great season just yet. We hope you get a chance to 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 suit it up and go in Charleston, Coach. We're right up against a break. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, uh, gentlemen. Thank you. I appreciate that, Ryan Lambert, head coach of the Pendleton County Boys Basketball Team. They were the number six seed. I'll tell you what right now. An undefeated number six seed in Class A, they could not have cared less because (laughs) they were happy that they qualified for the state tournament for the first time in school history. Circleville had some success back in the day. Franklin Franklin. had some good basketball teams as well, but not once the consolidation had happened. Hey, as they always say, you get there, anything can happen. That's right. right. And and hopefully they'll get to take it on the court and get get an effort there to make that happen. We certainly hope so. We got to step aside, take a break. Final hour coming up. We'll talk Colton Barr, Santa Athlete of the Week, Dave Morrison, and Scott Sorrow when we come back. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia <clears throat> will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, there's only one place to be on Friday the 13th. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Big thank you for joining us here and we want to thank all of our radio affiliates throughout the mountain state go to basketballnight.com go to our affiliates page you'll find a radio station near you 
Big thank you to 92.3 FM WYRC and Spencer, 103.7 FM WQWB and Fisher, 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley, 106.7 FM WHFI Linside, 93.9 FM WRRR St. Mary's, 104.5 FM WASPLP Huntington, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM WVOW in Logan, 101.7 FM WYAPLP Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM WQAZ Edmund Beckley, 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, 950 AM WBES in Charleston, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. And there's many places that you can watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, too. You can go to basketballnight.com, just click to watch. That's YouTube. We're also on Facebook Live, facebook.com forward slash hoops roundup. On Periscope, twitter.com forward slash hoops underscore roundup. If you're in the tri-state region, you can find us on Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital. 204. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Big shout out to Reed Carrier, Caden Ross, and Poetic Genius 916. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It's always the fastest three hours in radio, and it continues to be the fastest three hours in radio, even on a night where we don't have any games to talk about. But we do have games to talk about because we are still going to celebrate the regional boys games that were played. We'll talk about some of those more in a moment as well. The the girls' state tournament games that were played, the experience of getting to the state tournament for some of those teams – and, and, yeah, I think we've, we've kind of all heard it. Like, Pocahontas County's girls hadn't been there in, in yeah. a while, and they didn't get to take the floor. St. Mary's, this this group, never been there, um, you know, and didn't get to take the floor. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's very difficult. It, there's really no other way to put it. Um, and so a lot of the coaches, difficult. I didn't mean step on you, but a lot of the coaches, I mean, their emotions went from, you know, the highest of highs to the lowest of lows just in a matter of a few hours. It's really amazing, you know, what's happened. Of course, we're talking about the boys' state tournament being suspended, postponed. Um, the girls' state tournament being suspended, and that's because of the coronavirus that has really been, you know, taking an effect on the world. This is, uh, 
This is unprecedented. Uh, this is something that, that we've, we haven't seen before in modern times. There, there, there have been illnesses that have you know, wreaked havoc on the, on the world. The old Spanish flu from 1918. Bill Cornwell was uh, telling us about that a little bit earlier yeah, tonight. just exactly. a kid then. <laughs> and, what, and, 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 and what was amazing, I mean, you had a double whammy there because you had World, World War, War I, I and the flu going at the same time. So, I mean, you had, Did you get out of school when that was going you on, Bill, or...? Actually, I, I was I was I was marching through the uh, the marshes of France. No, no, no. no believe me. I, but, but you know, as a, as a student of history, you know that's it's a very interesting time. And and we we talked about earlier. This is going to be if, if we don't get these tournaments completed, it's called they just call it an asterisk year. Yeah, well, it's going to be I'm an asterisk. Take the optimistic year. as uh, as one of the coaches mentioned earlier. Things have changed quickly. I think uh, you got to think positive and, and stay optimistic and uh, and hope for the best. Yeah, I love I hope the, that they can get it done. I love the optimism from most of these coaches. Coach Spang, which was uh-huh. almost like you know giddy, like oh, oh I think we're going to do this. You know, once we found out it was her, uh, <laughs> once we found out it was her, we were actually there was four of us having lunch and they had ESPN on the, at the restaurant. And I mean, the NCAA games and stuff, the tournaments were changing by the minute. Yeah. They would come out and say, you know, they're going to play, but with no audience. And then two minutes later, the t- tournament's canceled. Marshall's women were on the floor yeah, in Frisco, up. Texas, warming up for a noon tip against Rice in the women's quarterfinals of the Conference USA tournament when it was postponed. And, um, you know, or can- abs actually canceled. Like, that's over. They're not going to make that up. Well, and I think uh, uh, there's a process, and obviously there's people a lot smarter than us that uh, know a lot more about the situation, and they'll do what's right. And, uh, you know, we just hope and pray for the best. And, Ryan, you summed it up great all night. If it does work out and get it done, it'll be a culmination for everyone. But if it doesn't, they've got a lot to celebrate, too. Absolutely. And we're, we're here to celebrate high school basketball in the Mountain State. That's what we do. That's not just a little mantra. That's what we do. We'll have Dave Morrison, Super Dave Sports. Dave, you're going to have to hang on with Iron us, buddy. Man. We will get you. You are, you are our Iron Man tonight. We already know that. Um, Trophies in the mail. Yeah. We'll also talk with Scott Sorrow, head coach of the Williamstown boys basketball team. Right now, though, let's meet our standout athlete of the week. He is a senior at Clay Battelle High School, the CBs had a, had a very nice season. Didn't end as they would have liked. They came up a little bit short of qualifying for the state tournament, got beat in sectional semifinal play. But still, that does not take away from the outstanding season that, the, that those young men had. And a big part of that turnaround came in the form of Colton Barr. He is our standout athlete of the week from Clay Battelle High School. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night. In West Virginia, Colton. First off, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about the difference between last year and this year for your Clay Battelle Ball Club. I know you were a lot more successful this year. What did you see as the big difference in the turning point to getting more wins this year? Uh, this season, we really stepped up our game and took everything, took every practice more seriously, and worked as hard as we could, and we played better. Role as a team, other than last year. Hey, Colton, I got a question for you. I understand you're a volunteer fireman. What brought that all about? I was a, I was kind of in your shoes when I was in high school, but I kind of grew up around it. My dad was a fireman and so forth. But what what drew your attention to that? I just love helping people around me. And that was the best way I could see to give back to my community and help out as much as I could around there. And I just always has interested me, and I wanted to do it, so I joined. And that's something that, I mean, 
my goodness. I mean, that takes a lot of courage. That, that, it does. Oh. It absolutely takes a lot of courage. And uh, you know, something that that we were told about you is that hard work is a big reason for your success personally. And I think. It doesn't surprise me. When I found out you were a volunteer firefighter, I was like, well, this kid obviously will do whatever it takes to, uh, to improve and be the best that he can on the floor. Uh, is that something that – is that an attitude that you took into being a firefighter or is that an attitude developed as a firefighter that you're able to take to the court? I took that into being a firefighter. I've always worked hard with everything I've ever tried to do, and it's, I've always accomplished great things working hard. Colton Barr of Clay Battelle High School, uh, our standout athlete of the week. And Colton, unfortunately, your basketball team fell in the sectional semifinal to Trinity uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I know that was a kind of a disappointment because you had played pretty good basketball in, in the in the prior week or so before that game. Uh, but that does not take away from the great season that your team had. Right. And then, again, great season for Clay Battelle. The CBs uh, finish. Uh, again, they, they lost in the sectional semifinal, but, again, that's a basketball team that won 18 games this year, went 18-6, and six, and uh, Colton Barr was a big reason for it, our standout athlete of the week. Colton, once again, congratulations. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. All right. And I, I never cease to be amazed at what some of the kids in our state are able to do. Exactly. I mean, you know, they're – they're into their athletics and obviously academics, but when they go outside the classroom and outside the school and do community service, that's that's top in my books. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't just the firefighting. Remember, his mom was bragging him about the fact that he goes around and will cut yards for folks and do odd jobs, and uh, he's almost like a handyman. I think every community can use more Colton bars. Do you bet? From yeah. that standpoint, that, yeah. that, absolutely. In our aging state, as it is. I just think about little things too, and, and this I'm going to dive off course for just a quick moment here. But uh, you know, where I grew up uh, in, in Wayne's, up a, up a little side road, um, there you know maybe 200, 250 homes on that road, but it's they're spread out; they're not clumped together. And you look at things now, and you know the road it kind of grows up in the ditch line a little bit, but it didn't do that when I was a child. I remember it always being cut. And it's like, well, why doesn't State Road cut it anymore? And I learned that, you know, no, it was a neighbor who had cut it for years, and then he's not able to, and now there's no one to do it uh, that, that lives on the creek. So it's just something that, um, you know, those people who volunteer and do things, they, they are vital. You, you sometimes take them for granted. But, boy, when they're gone, you, you notice it. Yeah, behind the scenes and doing things for others, and I think that's what's uh, so impressive about Colton this week, but uh, throughout the year to see the young people. Young people get a, a bum rap sometimes, in my opinion. I mean, sometimes you hear some of the, the wacky stuff that goes on, but uh, a lot of great kids out there and athletes and young men and women, and Colton's definitely one of them. Yeah, absolutely is, and congratulations once again to Colton Barr of Clay Battelle High School, our standout athlete of the week. Let's go back to the phone line. Scott Sorrow is the head coach of the Williamstown Yellow Jackets boys basketball team. They are qualified for the state tournament. We're still waiting to see what happens with that on down the road. He joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach Sorrow, first off, your basketball team, when did you find out? And and tell me about that, that range of emotions that goes from qualifying for the state tournament on Wednesday night to finding out Thursday afternoon there is no state tournament. 
Yeah, I mean, hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, obviously you can you can imagine the, the range of emotions. I mean, we were very excited, um, you know, not only to, to win our regional game against Van, but uh, you know, to learn just a little bit later that we were the number one seed. So, so we were excited to qualify, and then and then we were the, the number one seed. So that's that's obviously a great feeling. And then, my gosh, I mean, it was not long after. Not long after the game, I mean, uh, my staff and I were, were, you know, eating some food and and heard that, um, you know, the NBA had canceled their season or or suspended their season and that, you know, all these different, like an NBA player got, had the virus and things just started snowballing from there. And I think it was probably, um, you know, the next day, 2.15 or so on Thursday, when I learned that the that the games are going to be well, the, the girls' tournament was suspended, and that the boys' tournament was suspended indefinitely, so you you can imagine the uh, range of emotions. Obviously, for for us, you know, it, you know, our kids, and, and obviously the, the people that I feel worse for is our seniors um, who have put in just fellows, which has been just a phenomenal year for us. Um, you know, just. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. Um, you know, I, I don't. The thing, the thing is, it's bad about it is, it's. I'm, I'm angry, but I don't really have anybody to be angry at. I'm frustrated, but I don't really have anybody to be frustrated at. You know, disappointed, but don't have anybody to be disappointed at. I mean, I'm. I think people made the right decisions. It's just we don't have to love it. You know, and and. Um, that's kind of where I am right now. Um, you know, our, our kids are devastated, and to, to not have the opportunity, I'm not. I'm not saying we would have gone down there and walked through the tournament. That, there was seven other really good teams there. What I'm saying is that you know we had a shot, and and you know to not have the opportunity for us is devastating, just like it would be for. Charleston Catholic or Greater Beckley Christian or Notre Dame or Wheeling Central or any of those teams. Coach, a lot of the uh, coaches we've talked to tonight uh, still have a little bit of optimism that maybe uh, somewhere down the road we can get this uh, going again because they haven't used the the term canceled for the tournament. Uh, Are you trying to find some way to kind of keep your kids uh, together and keep them uh, focused in a way? Obviously, with school closing, you know, that's going to be a problem. But uh, until they say the word canceled, uh, you know, are you trying to find some way to keep your kids kind of together and with it? So, so this is probably where I'm a little bit different um, than, than some other guys. Is that if for me, it's hard to imagine that we are going to have a NBA season that's, that's suspended at least 30 days at a minimum, and that NCAA tournaments are canceled, not postponed, but canceled. And that West, Little West Virginia would, would go on with their tournament. That is hard for me to imagine. Um, and, you know, would I be happy if that happened? I would be thrilled to death. I mean, we would go on the road to play every game if you, if you wanted us to. Um, but, you know, when I talk to my guys today, I try to be as honest as I could be. I did not try to say, hey, there might be a chance. I mean, because I think all of us, I think you four guys sitting there know I think we sitting, you know, me sitting in, in Williamstown here, I know that this is not going to happen. You know, it's very, very 
unlikely. Um, we're talking about a 0.1% chance. You know, and, and the thing is, it's, it's that it's that all these other things, uh, you know, all these outside pressures, when you have neighboring states that are canceling tournaments, when you have NCAA canceling tournaments, I wouldn't hold a tournament either. You know, I mean, seriously, I, I don't blame them for, I don't blame them for canceling it because of everything that's happening around us. It's just, it, yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's feasible, realistic, like it's going to happen. So I, you know, we talked to our guys today. We we talked about, you know, we we got them together and and um, just said, hey, you know, like. You know, I just basically told them that I appreciated them, and you know, obviously, you know what they did in our little town is, I mean, basically unheard of to to go twenty four and one against the schedule that we play, against the teams that we play. Um, you know, we're really proud of that effort, and and we know it's not been done a lot, and you know, may never be done again. And that we appreciated it, and we called it up one last time, and and said, hey, you know, we hope for a miracle, but, you know, let's be realistic here. Scott Sorrow, head coach of the Williamstown Yellow Jackets boys basketball team. They were to be the number one seed in the Class Single-A boys state tournament after qualifying with a win over Van on Wednesday night. Uh, Coach Sorrow, I, I, I think, you know, obviously we empathize with your kids, you, your communities as well. Because, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people equate Williamstown and success. And it, there's been a lot of success in multiple sports at Williamstown. There's never been a Boy State basketball champion. And this was a team that was, you know, a legitimate candidate. I know you had everybody behind you. And, and I, I completely understand. I think you hit the nail on the head. You're frustrated, but not at any one. You know, it's just it's this state of disbelief that so many of us are in. We definitely share that with you. And I, I just I don't know that there are any words to say to uh, someone in, in your position or in Pendleton County's position, for instance, too, who had never qualified for a state tournament. They just qualify, and then it's kind of taken away from them by something that's out of anyone's control. I guess, you know, sometimes the only thing that we can take solace in is that, you know, one, the most important thing, you know, we hope everyone keeps their health. I mean, that's that's – one, sure. first and foremost. Yeah. But two, if it does end that way with your boys' basketball team, you went out with a win. Yeah, yeah, we went out with a win. And, um, you know, I, I will say that, um, you know, we, we were we were ranked number one for two months, you know, by, by the media. And the media ranked us number one for, for two months. And then when it came time for the coaches to, to, to rank us, they ranked us number one. You know, and, and I, I – Look, I, I don't want some, and I think if you ask any of our kids, none of them want some hollow championship or anything like that. that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that what these kids did in 2019 and 2020 at Williamstown High School was special. It was I mean, really unprecedented for us. Um, and there's so many people, you know, I appreciate them, those kids. Like you could not believe, you know, we, we have a lot of love for those kids, and uh, and I know that our community feels the same. You know, it's funny, <laughs> you know, the, the the people I think about 
when I when I think about the missed opportunity here are people like people you guys don't even know, like Linda and Lonnie Nelson, who sit on the front row of every one of our games, and they're probably in their late sixties, and they come to every game. And you know, I just hate the fact that we don't get a chance to fight for this thing. And and again, I'm not saying it's the wrong decision at all. I'm just saying that it's just frustrating. And and um, you know, I've been doing this for 16 years. It's the most frustrating thing that I've been involved in in coaching, and and, and trust me, I've I've lost I've lost some big big games in sectionals and regionals and things like that. But um, nothing as frustrating as this because you just have zero control, and when you don't have control of something, um, and you can't impact the outcome of something, it's just it's beyond frustrating, as you can imagine. Scott Sorrow, head coach of the Williamstown Yellow Jackets. Again, those boys were seeded number one for the Boys State Tournament. That doesn't appear it will ever be played, and you can't take that away from them, though. Congratulations on a spectacular year, Coach, regardless if it continues or not. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, Scott Sorrow, head coach of the Williamstown Yellow Jackets. You kind of hear it there, guys. It hurts. It hurts a lot of people. It hurts a lot. But but he's re, he's realistic, and, and he, you know, right. and I'm not saying that as he said, you know, they'd hop on it right now if they had a chance to play. But he's very realistic about the situation. Absolutely, we have to step aside, and take a break. I was just going to say, I wonder about his dad, the opportunity to coach the McDonald's All American game. That game's probably uh, that game's gone is. too. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it been, is. it's already been canceled. Yeah, Hopefully, canceled. they let the coaches stay yes. for next year. Yes, carry that through. Come on, McDonald's, do that for us. <laughs> Dave Morrison, Super Dave Sports. We'll talk with him after the break. Bo Anderson, our resident referee. All that much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It's the Friday the 13th Mark Sadness edition. Thanks for joining us. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. It just takes one click to watch. Marshall University sports journalism majors offer students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experience that not only exposes the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Big shout-out to our latest Twitter followers, Virgil Underwood, Tracy Barnitz, Aya Brown, Jada, the Catholic Rube, Celeb Strobe, Joshua Cook, and Brooke Linsoy. 
They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Thanks for joining us here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Friday the 13th edition. Now back to your hosts. Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. We welcome you back to Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We've got still a lot to get through and not a lot of time. Let's get right back to the phones to Dave Morrison of SuperDaveSports.com. We say it, nobody covers Region 3 like Dave Morrison, and it's true. Unfortunately, there's just not anything to cover at the moment, but we're still giving him his grand and regal entrance. Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. Dave, we're all a little bummed out tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, hey, look, as long as you guys don't call me Cobb, I'll be all right. We wouldn't do that. I mean, you know... You know, sometimes things get mixed up. You know, we're human. Yeah, you know, I've I've, I've done similar things. Most of them I won't talk about. But, uh, yeah, it's it's certainly not a good time. You know, I, I do cover a lot of region three basketball, and really nothing, really nothing to cover outside of the state tournament and the two teams that were down there. Uh, obviously, the regional boys canceled or uh, rather postponed, um, and, and I think look. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's canceled. A lot of, you know, for there are a lot of different reasons, but like, they're, they're talking about an April 10th date when they can start practicing again. Um, I know um, my buddy Rick Ryan, the, the uh, Gazette, reported that uh, the, the uh, Civic Center said uh, they're going to close events to more than 250, I think, fans for the next 30 days. So you're, you're not going to get that facility back. And by the time that they can come back, these kids have not been able to practice at all. You know, what kind of basketball? And I know, I saw Shady Spring today, for example, tweeted that they would play in April, May, June, whenever, wherever <laughs> you wanted them to go, which is what, you know, they, which is what they should say. But honestly, without practicing, it's going to be like uh, a preseason scrimmage for a lot of those guys. And, you know, and a lot of kids in smaller schools play other sports. So, I really don't see any way that they can continue this thing. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Hey, Dave, how did you take the news? I mean, you know, working press row and and so forth. And, and when you heard that, what, what was your first thoughts? Um, initially, I thought obviously there's a little bit of shock. You can't believe it. You know, I was really fired up with this state tournament. A lot of different storylines here in our area. Um, a little shocked. Then I came. I started to think about it, and, and you know, you want to err on the side of caution. You want, you know, don't take chances. And who's to say that a lot of a lot of coronavirus popping up on our our borders? Um, I think, as Jim Justice, the governor, mentioned uh, the other day, there are a lot of cases on the borders. Who's to say what somebody wouldn't come down there and would, you know, spread around, and and all of a sudden we'd have a problem. Here in our state, which there hasn't been any cases uh, last I heard that it popped up in West Virginia, so I understand it. But uh, you know, I I can't help but wonder why they could not get at least the Double A regionals finished. 
concluded. The single-way play, the triple-way play the night before that, those teams were all set. Um, and I, these are these are tough decisions. Um, and, and you know who they they're tough decisions made by adults, but they affect kids because they're in a lot of cases they're not going to get another chance. Now some kids will go on uh, play at the next level. I feel bad for the kids who this is it into the road for their career. You know, I guess they can go in college and play in a real problem. And what do you, what do you do after that? Join the softball league, I guess. But they're for the most part their competitive. Um, careers are over with, and uh, I, me, I was I was shocked at first, at first. Came to the realization that it was probably the right thing to do, but I wish they had been able to get a few more of these games in, it's, at least for the Double A kids. Shady Spring hasn't been to the state tournament since 1994, yeah. and uh, you know, I guess if you can wait 26 years, you can wait another 30 years or 30 days to see if you're going to be able to play it, but. You just don't see it right now. And th- this all happened so fast on Wednesday. And I, I just want to just run through this timeline real fast. This is not a precise, like, beginning-to-end timeline. This is just, you know, common, everyday basketball fan who's watching basketball, who takes the week off to enjoy the conference tournament season, the girls' state basketball tournament, the boys' regionals, and, and all of that together. You know, you're you're watching basketball on a Wednesday night, and – Suddenly, you hear that uh, you know all these major conferences are closing their tournaments to um, to fans. Basically, they're going to play in front of small groups, and then you hear that the Jazz Thunder NBA game is postponed while the players are on the court, and the public address announcement is to leave the arena. You are safe, and that is ominous sounding. My goodness, I can't imagine being in that situation. Then more conferences close their basketball tournaments. And then about a half hour later, you learn that you know, Rudy Gobert of the Jazz has tested positive for coronavirus. And then immediately, five minutes later, the NBA suspends its season indefinitely. And it's just, it, it happens so fast. And that kind of set the tone for what happened on Thursday with the um, conference basketball tournaments being, I don't understand why they happened at almost at tip-off. I don't know what changed between 9 a.m. and noon uh, uh, yesterday, but across the country. And, Dave, this was just – there's nothing like this. There's been absolutely no precedent to this. None. Uh, I tried – I think a few years back, maybe two decades or so, they had to postpone the state track meet, I think, for 30 days because of an outbreak of the measles. A few people had the measles – uh, and so they didn't want to expose all the kids to it, so they postponed that track meet. And that track meet ran, I think, in mid-June, where it was, you know, I think it was 30 days later or so when they finally got around to it. That's the only thing I can think of that even even comes close to this. And really, it, it happened so fast for the high school. I don't think Bernie Dolan woke up in Charleston on Thursday morning and thought, in, in three, four hours from now, I'm going to have to hold a press conference and tell everybody we're shutting this thing down. Yeah. I don't think it's Thursday morning he woke up and had any inclination that that was going to be an announcement he would have to make because he even said we thought we could get through the girls' tournament, which means they would have got through the boys' regionals from AA uh, as well. I don't think he had any idea until I think he met with the governor, he met with the health department, he met with superintendent, state superintendent of schools, and you know you put all this information together 
I guess really there was no other there was no other choice you could make but then to go ahead and postpone this tournament and, and hope that maybe somehow down the road you'd be able to get it in. And I hope, really, guys, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that these kids are all able to get to go out and enjoy. You know what an experience! I wish I had. I would have taken being a 12th man or even in the, even the equipment guy just for a chance to walk out on the Civic Center floor. And I think a lot of people would. So I, these kids with an opportunity, maybe you know, a lot of kids fought for for years. To just to get to this point and you get it taken away, ripped right out from under your feet, you know, only a week before you were going to do it. And for the girls, <laughs> a matter of hours for some of them before they were going to get to do that. And one other thing, and you mentioned that the, the measles outbreak in 1994, it also uh, delayed the state baseball tournament for two weeks. And I remember that specifically right. because I was in the car going home from Charleston after Wayne had won the double-A state baseball championship in 1994, a day that CK also won mm-hmm. the single-A. It was a big day yeah. for Wayne County baseball. It was. But um, I was on the way home when we heard on the radio that O.J. Simpson was running around in a Bronco. <laughs> and, and so I, I, this is how all you, this comes you, to mind. You and I both were in Charleston, and I'll remind you of one more. A uh, couple of years ago, we had uh, delayed wrestling regionals because staff infections. The staff infections. Yes. So, so. Th- that's another delay. But, but, place. but those are such smaller than what we have right now. Dave, thanks so much for hanging in there with us tonight. Thanks for joining us. And, and as always, we, we greatly appreciate talking with you. Yes, sir, guys. We'll do it again next year. All right. All right. It's Dave thanks, Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. we got to step aside. we got to take a break right now. When we come back... We'll kick it to the baseball Friday night in West Virginia crew. That's as soon as we come back. We'll also have Bo Anderson, our resident referee. Much more to go. Not much time to get there. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia returns on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. You're listening to Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. It's the Friday the 13th edition. Thanks for joining us. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State carrying basketball Friday night throughout the year, including 104.1 FM, WVXS and Romney, 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston, 105.5 FM, WKQV, Cowan, and Hurton, Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn, 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM WRNR Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM WHJC Matewan, Williamson Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM WVLY Moundsville, and 101.1 FM WVWPLP in Wayne. Lots of places that you can check us out. Go to basketballnight.com and you'll find many places there where you can connect with the show and stay connected with us all year long. Shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers, including Josh Warwick, Cody Jenkins, Cody Brown, BJ Ellis, Buckets G, Brady Barron, Sheila Watson, and Curtis Taylor. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. We want to thank them. And don't forget, you can also follow our new show. It will be starting sometime. We're not sure when. At 
Baseball Night WV at Baseball Night WV. We want you to follow us on Twitter. Baseball season starts. We'll be there. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Friday the 13th edition. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. We have a lot to get through and not a lot of time to do it. So let's just get right to it. Let's go over to the score desk to Jordan Mounts and Luke Creasy. They are the host of the upcoming Sometime show baseball <laughs> Friday night in West Virginia, guys. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we were all excited about that uh, March 27th debut, but that's going to be pushed back a little bit, you know, with everything going on. You know, obviously you guys have heard uh, a lot about the coronavirus and, and what's going around and some cancellations. Well, that has also pushed back the start of our show. Can't really talk about. High school baseball in West Virginia, if it's not being played or practiced. You know, I've had the privilege of speaking to several teams throughout the state, and, you know, they're well into their practices. In fact, the first game opening up was just coming up this week. Yeah. And uh, you know, with with the SSAC obviously postponing the state tournament and postponing spring sports, that throws a loop into baseball as well. So, you know, hopefully we're able to get this virus under control, this situation under control, and uh, we're help- get back to normal. Uh, get back to normal and start playing some uh, playing baseball, finish the state tournament, play it, finish in our basketball tournament, but, but I'm ready to play baseball. And what we can say is that we'll get the show started when baseball gets started. So that's the good thing. When there's baseball, there's baseball Friday night in West Virginia. And that's right. Whenever it may be. Whenever it may be. And uh, This while, year, next year. Yeah. And while we got Jordan here real fast, and Luke, you're just going to have to sit there and just, just be there for a I moment. Can just, I can just stare at it. <laughs> uh, Jordan, we, we're really tight on time, though, so I'll just I'll ask you one question quickly. You are very close to the Tug Valley Boys Basketball Program. They qualified for the state tournament. They're a lot and O in Naugatuck when it comes to regional <laughs> games. We believe it's 7-0. and o, mm-hmm. uh, And they are able to – they were able to beat – Parkersburg Catholic on Wednesday night to qualify for the Boys State Tournament once again. They would have been the eight seed should it ever be played. And, you know, that's still a great season and a great end of that season if it is the end. Uh, you know, Ryan, it was also the first season back in Naugatuck for head coach Garland Thompson of Tug Valley. Um, the sheer joy that the, everybody was experiencing that, that Wednesday uh, evening when uh, they were able to knock off Parkersburg Catholic – uh, in 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 actual re- uh, in in the uh, regional tournament rather, and it was just a just the joy the joy that all the players had the joy the coaches had everybody was hugging each other everybody was smiling top of the world and then it all comes crashing down just that next day uh, just in the afternoon and you know, they they can say that they went out with a with a win but at the same time I know. Speaking, you know, speaking from personal experience, you're, whenever you play your last high school ball game of any sport, um, it's just it's heart wrenching. Uh, I mean, I was lucky enough to continue, continue my career and, and actually get to play collegiate sports, but some of these kids don't get the opportunity, and so you know, my heart especially goes out to the senior class, not only of Tug Valley, but any other. I mean, every other school in the state that's still eligible to keep playing. Uh, it's a rough way to go out. Absolutely. That's Jordan Mounts and Luke Creasy of Baseball Friday Night in West Virginia. That show will premiere 
once baseball season begins <laughs> and whenever that may be. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll take this quick moment to let you know that next week is our last show of the year. And, uh, again, it will be basketball Friday night in West Virginia with you next week. It will be a best of 2020 unless something happens. Because who knows at the rate things are going. Uh, it obviously doesn't look promising for anything to be moved on for next week. But uh, we will have a show next week. It will be the full three-hour show. It will be the best of uh, this season. And uh, Spencer Dupuy will be the one who is in charge of putting that all together. So if something goes wrong, blames. No, it will be, it will be good. I know it will. he'll do a good job with it. And uh, it's in capable hands. So uh, that's what we're going to do for next week. We'll get to our resident referee, Bo Anderson, in just a moment. But first, let's go back to the phone lines to, I'll tell you, no one has a story like she does right now. There's no one. I don't care where they are. <laughs> that is Karen Miller. She is the head coach of the Pikeview girls basketball team. They won in the, in the state quarterfinal on Wednesday morning. They beat Fairmont Senior. Coach Miller joins us now, and Coach, first off, congratulations on that win. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. 59-55, the win in that one, and I thought, we'll get to much more of what it all means in a moment, but I really thought that Corey Hines, the head coach of Fairmont Senior, paid you guys a great compliment in his own way. He said, to beat the champ, you got to beat the champ. You all beat the champ, and that's exactly what he said. He said the champ got beat today, and I think that was a credit to the way your team played. We played excellent. I was very proud of how we played, and um, you know, like you said, Corey did give um, our players um, some real good um, uh, comments, and you know, I was pretty thankful that he did that. Uh, the girls, have, you know, were you know, excited to be there, and they wanted also, you know, to win the first game and, and advance on, and and winning that first game um, just gave them a, lo- a lot of energy, and, and they were so excited, you know, about Friday, and then, you know, things just changed. Yeah, absolutely. I want to mention real fast, my favorite moment of what tournament got played was when uh, Shiloh Bailey got a re- uh, Shiloh Bailey got a rebound, and it was, a, it was a physical rebound. She was having to fight off Marley Washington's for it, and she gets it, and Washington's falls down. She puts the ball in her right hand, helps Washington's up with her left hand, and throws the outlet pass with her right hand. I've never seen that before. <laughs> You know what? I have never seen that either. <laughs> you know, usually, usually, you know, um, if there's a foul or something, usually you're going to wait, um, you know, until the whistle is blown, and then you're going to help up. But um, she just helped her up <laughs> during the course of the play. <laughs> hey, Coach. Coach, we just wants to let you know we, we have so much love and respect for you that during your game, I was sitting at my desk in Huntington, and, and some of these guys were down in Charleston, Coach Marone, and we were like sharing tweets, and I just kept saying, go Karen Miller, go Karen Miller. We, we were really excited about, about your win. Well, I thank you all. I really appreciate you all. And uh, uh, Coach Rick, you know, I've known him a long time, and, you know, just a classy, classy coach. And, and, and all of you all are very classy. Well, well thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we're not going to let Rick talk about that because, I mean, his head just inflated on us here. No, I'm fine. But, um, and, and, Coach, obviously that brings us to that moment of, you know, you announced already that this was your last season. 
that may be yeah. your last game that you coach. You walk off the floor at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center a winner. I, you know, that's not a state championship, but I don't know that it gets much better than what you did. You beat the reigning state champs. Right. You know, it felt so good to, um, you know, to beat uh, Fairmont Senior and, like you said, the reigning state champs. Um, you know, and it would have been, you know, awesome if, you know, we could have continued. But if that happens, you know, um, that that's my last high school game, you know, I'll accept it, but what really hurts is my seniors mm-hmm. who have worked so hard and have gotten to the state tournament and, you know, we're looking forward to continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that, you know, bothers me. I mean, I can, you know, I can accept it, but and not only my seniors, but all the seniors on all the the teams. Coach, uh, you're a class act, and your team was a class act there at at the tournament this week as well. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. It's Karen Miller, head coach coach of the Pikeview Panthers, who advanced to the girls' double-A semifinals. Should it ever be played, they'll play Winfield. Coach Miller, thanks so much. Congratulations on everything. And I mean, I don't know. There just aren't enough words to say we thank the world of you. (laughs) But thank you, and I think the world of each one of you all, too. All right. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate that. That's Karen Miller, head coach of the Pikeview Lady Panthers. That would have been a dandy game. If you, I'm hoping maybe it'll get played, but uh, Winfield and Pikeview, well, that would be awesome. If that there was any upsets this week, that was one of them. It would, yeah, and, and, but if you watch the game, I mean, they, 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 they did They it. were impressive. The, they well, they well, won think, the game. Yeah, when you look at the schedule yeah. she plays, I mean, they lost to Woodrow. They lost to Fairmont earlier in the year. They lost to South Charleston by two points. I mean, this team right. – uh, they Spring Valley, I think, beat them, but it was a good ball game. I talked to Coach uh, Bo Miller after that game. Pikeview, a good, solid team. Coach Miller gets them ready, class act. Uh, and I told you all before the game, she's leaving a fraternity that leaves only two of us left. Uh, Coach Miller, one of the few that uh, coached during football when we all got started. She was very kind, not saying I was old, but uh, myself and Penn Kurtz, the only two left in the fraternity. And like I told you before, he looks a lot younger than I do. He's got a nicer suit. <laughs> We've got to step aside to take our final break. We'll come back with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, and Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal one last time for cause time. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. you love basketball, then there's only one place to be. It's right here for the Friday the 13th edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State, including 92.3 FM, WYRC in Spencer, 103.7 FM, WQWB in Fisher, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley, 106.7 FM, WHFI Linside, 93.9 FM, WRRR St. Mary's, 104.5 FM, WASBLP Huntington, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM, WVOW Logan, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ Edmund Beckley, 90.7 FM, WFGH Ford Gay, 950 AM, WBES in Charleston. 
and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. And of course, we're streaming live video from the studios at Marshall University. You can visit basketballnight.com. That's where the video, audio, and the basketball Friday night scoreboard is. You can also go go to baseballnightwv.com, baseballnightwv.com, and that's where the new baseball Friday night at West Virginia show is going to be. You're going to be able to see high-definition video from there, too, at that website. You'll be able to listen online with any computer or mobile device, and, of course, we'll be on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Everywhere you find basketball Friday night in West Virginia, we'll be there with baseball Friday night in West Virginia, too. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the Friday the 13th edition. Now back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, and Ryan Eppling. Uh, 11.47 on the program. We don't have a lot of time. We have a lot still to get in, and we're going to do it. So let's go right over to the score desk to our correspondent, Landon Mitchell, who has our final poll result of the season. Thanks, guys. The last poll question and last week's poll question was, which classification are you most looking forward to watching in the Boys State Tournament? And your results were 50% of you said said, double A, 28% of you said single A, and 22% of you said triple A. Thank you for having me on this season of Basketball Friday Night. Thanks so much, Landon. I'll never call you Wesley Steele again, I promise. Um... That was fun. We had a good time this year. So uh, greatly appreciate Landon stepping in and, and helping out this year. One of a cast of dozens who are behind the scenes who do so much. Let's go to our resident referee, Bo Anderson. Bo, we don't have a whole lot of time because we want to be able to talk to you and Rick Kozlowski, and we only have about 10 minutes left. So let's, uh, let's just go. Bo, first off, yes, there we go. I, I, I walked into that way yes, too fast. Yes, very quick. Has to breathe a second. Here we go. <laughs> That's our entrance music for our resident referee, Bo Anderson, here on Friday night, basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And, Bo, we're all frustrated, we're bummed out, but we're all happy to be healthy. I guess that's what we can all root for right now. Well, you know, there's one thing for sure, Ryan. You will never get me confused with somebody else. (laughs) That's that's a true statement. For whoever else it may be, uh, you know, just a couple, three things. Uh, you know, the, this situation here, um, I think there's a song that I can think of, and I, I listen to some music, but not a whole lot. Uh, but uh, I believe the song that describes this uh, would be uh, a song by Brad Paisley called Last Time for Everything. And a line for that would be, uh, sometimes you just don't know when that's going to be. And unfortunately for these teams... Uh, for the uh, coaches and for the officials, uh, all of us, uh, you know, it just happens to be now. Uh, But, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to get to work my game. Uh, I had a great game with two uh, great teams and great coaches, and the fans were great, the student body was great, and uh, I had, uh, uh, and and I'll say the two teams because 
I have nothing negative to say about the game at all, but I had the greater Beckley and Webster County game in front of a, a sold-out crowd at standing room only. And unfortunately, it was the last game that was played for regionals. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm with everybody, uh, as an official, uh, we are motivated to do those games and we look forward to doing those games. I'm sorry for the guys that didn't get to finish the girls state tournament. We actually had a crew and one of the officials in the crew was working that last game. And that was his first state tournament appearance. So, you know, we have a lot involved there and, um, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can say about it. Well, you, you can always you can always tell him that you know they saw him officiate a half and they just called the rest of the term at all. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I may do that. I may call him tomorrow and say, "Hey, there it is." But uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It and uh, you know, like I say, uh, I have some other interesting parts about the game that I had down there that was after game stuff that I'll tell you guys at some point in time. But uh, I had a great experience in our game. Uh, it was a great game with two great teams. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, for people that aren't seniors and, uh, you know, coaches that are going to continue to coach, just got to get ready for the next season and be done with it. Uh, my quiz question, because I know you don't have a lot of time for me. Uh, so, Ryan, I will review this question for you and see if you can get the last one of the season right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the, the player goes up, A1 goes up and shoots the basketball. And it hits the, the backboard, and it goes and sitting on the rim. And the B1 tries to block the shot. And in the attempt of blocking the shot, vibrates the backboard. And it vibrates so hard that it takes the ball off the rim, and it misses. So, Ryan, I'll ask you to make the call. In this bow-nose segment, I'm going <laughs> to say it's a goaltend. And uh, is everybody else with? Is everybody else with? Ryan Joe, want, on Joe wants call? a technical. I'm, I'm saying there's a technical on the end of that. Okay. Well, what's Rick Maroon have? Hey, I'm going to get on you either way. So <laughs> you can call either one of those. I don't care. But I'm going to be climbing you either way. So I, I'll say uh, I will say by hitting the backboard while the ball's in the cylinder, I'm going to call it a goal tip. Okay. What about you, Billy? Okay, I'm going with Joe, the birthday boy. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, all you guys struck out. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. What? So you, all, you all get a zero. We're out of time. <laughs> hey, no, actually, there is no call at all. A basket interference is the ball on the rim, okay. in the net, can't touch the rim or the net, or above the cylinder. You can't touch the ball once above the cylinder. Goaltending is outside the cylinder, downward flight, reasonable chance to go in. The backboard has nothing to do with it. And when you're trying to play the ball, you may strike the backboard, not intentionally, but you may be doing it trying to play the ball. Therefore, basket interference is no, goaltending is no, technical foul is no, and we're going to keep playing basketball with that missed shot. Trick question, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, who... Enlightens us all in yeah. some way. Coach Marone's going to teach defense a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, we're year. slapping that backboard every time, but not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> well, well, hey, hey you're a mind hey, reader hey, now, not on hey, purpose. Rick, 
I know one thing for sure. You and I played against other, and I know you couldn't touch the backboard. Oh, oh. oh. All right. Call's breaking up. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, may have just been kicked out of the, the family <laughs> here. But, no. Hey, Bo, thanks so much. We, we greatly enjoy what you do for this program each and every week. Well, I enjoy being on the show. I enjoy this tremendously. Uh, I'm just glad that you guys had me as a part of it, and I'll be looking forward to, to next season. And uh, good luck to everybody in the rest of their careers that don't get to finish out their high school basketball career. And hopefully we can keep our date next year at the Civic Center. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. That, that, oh, yes. That's our resident referee, Bo Anderson, a uh, big part of this program, big part of our family. And, and Rob, before you go to cause, a little bit of history in the officiating made during the girls' tournament this week. You had, uh, you know, uh, your first all African American crew working a state tournament. I know that was led by Darren Woody, who's a veteran official. And uh, that occurred in this girls' tournament this week. Uh, a little bit of history there. There's a lot of history that really happened in just those, uh, you know, uh, one and a half days. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you had, again, you had an assist record. You had a scoring individual record. scoring record. Turnover. And you record. had a turnover record. And that's that's a lot to happen. We're talking yeah. about tournaments that have gone on for 40-plus on years. Mm-hmm. An, yes. an incomplete tournament. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's, it's now time for, yes, we know it's cause time. There's, it a, is. there's a voice in my head saying, go to cause. Of course I'm going to cause. It's cause time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strange. I am strange. <laughs> hey, you know. I am. So anyway, hi guys. Hi. So you guys are talking about you guys are you guys are talking about the records. Guess what I am. Uh oh. I'm a broken record. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, Rick, obviously, uh, basketball takes a back seat right now to a global pandemic. Wow. Interesting that you say backseat because I am writing a column about the last time sports were delayed in West Virginia and the first night of the state track meet. Guess what we watched on TV that night? The white Bronco chase. Wait. The backseat <laughs> with O.J. Simpson. That was June seventeenth, 1994. That was the same day as the baseball state championships that year. Yeah. Yep, I remember. I remember that I was eleven at the time. Cause just to make you feel a little old. <laughs> well, hey, I do turn sixty in like eleven days, so I am kind of old. Hey, People keep hey, trying hey, to tell me, and, and, a, and a happy birthday in advance because we know we won't get to talk with you next week. I know that's going to be unfortunate. Yeah, really, um, but yeah. hey, look, I'm hearing something. I'm hearing something that you guys have the last roll of toilet paper in the state of West Virginia. <laughs> it's right here on that, the That is right in front of us, we're, right here. We're, we're yeah. going to put it up for I, auction. That's right. It's up for auction. Well, I, 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 I'd like to just buy a square. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to pay Only buy the roll. <laughs> uh, and and, and I, I misspoke earlier. That was uh, June 17th was a Friday, so I'd watched Wayne win the state semifinal yeah, game evening. Yes, against uh, Magnolia. And a come from behind win. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to. I like to be correct, cause I can't help it. And with with the bow oh, segment, I never end. With the bow nose segment, I never am. So I just you know, 
have to take the, the little victories when I can. Hey, anyway, I got a, I got a scoreboard update for you guys. Oh, go for, go for it. Go right ahead. Zero zero <laughs> zero 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 zero. Thank you. I think that covers it. <laughs> It, it, it's... Oh no! One, one more, one more. Zero zero. Oh. <laughs> Don't want to forget that one. No, <laughs> Rick, we're, we're we're kind of bummed out because we know that you know when you can, you make it uh, you know in the studio with us on the last show of the year, and that unfortunately will not be able to to, to do that this year. We always look forward to seeing you. And, uh, you know, I guess we can't see you one last time before you turn 60. So uh, we'll have to wait till, wait till next year. Well, you know, that, uh, you know, Lord willing that we all survive uh, this, uh, you know, whatever. What a, what a year over, it's been over the last two days, speaking oh. of which, right? It's been a very, very long two days at, at that. And, and we were just talking about that. It seems like forever ago that this all started, and it started uh, about 50 hours ago now. Rick, we got to go. Thanks so much for joining us. And happy birthday. Hey, guys. Always, thanks, and always great. Always enjoy it. Thanks. That is Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Well, guys, that's going to do it wow. for Basketball Friday Night. What a year. In West Virginia. What a year. Just feels it's got an empty feeling at yeah, the end here. But, again, dull. we will have a show next week. It will be a best of. And uh, we certainly thank you for being with us all season long. Our crew greatly appreciates it. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.